Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cole partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What is good, Chris? Holy. Not going to curse, bro. It's a big Whoa. week. It's time to get serious. <laughs> Clean Josh. <laughs> Yeah, we do have a big week. Uh, also joining us through Discord is uh, my producer, my brother. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. Um, yeah, man. Like Josh said, big week. Uh, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Joshua Cole, where can they find you? On Instagram as well, at JD Cole underscore. 37. All right, Brian, where where, where, where where can we find you, buddy? Find me at b.esp on Instagram and Twitter. And um, if you ever want to catch me whenever I decide to stream within this century, uh, you can find me at it's twitch.tv slash it's punchline. All right. Um, you can find the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, especially follow us on Twitter because every week we do a weekly audience poll for the uh, audience choice really good chapter of the week and uh, i got the results right here so you know join us on that uh poll goes up every sunday you know so join in on the fun there uh you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk about or you can comment in the video below tell us what you thought about this week's comics all that jazz to get into it uh if you're listening on itunes we uh have a new youtube channel up now uh, you, the link will be in your description and if you're listening on YouTube listen to our 86 episode backlog or so of, uh, of old episodes that we don't have on here because of the copyright strike that we had on our last channel so we have a ton of episodes that uh, you guys can listen to and if you guys need some some sound to fill up your pandemic playlist um, I guess that's it without being said and with spoiler alerts ahead it is time to randomize. Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We are starting off with Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 131, The Shibuya Incident Part 48. A long arc. <laughs> we say it every week. Um, yeah, how many weeks are in a year, bro? 52. Hmm. No, we're almost there. Year-long arc, huh? Mm -hmm. That's one piece level, my nigga. Yeah. That's one piece level. Um, we start off with some sick color pages of uh, Mahito's new form. Uh, that's where we last left off. Is Mahito has just decided to be this thing now. <laughs> He's like, I am this now. So he is way stronger, it's assumed. Um, and the last thing he says to Itadori is like, how about wishing me a happy birthday, boy? Because I'm a new man. Um, I'm a new Mahito. And uh, I guess this like goes back to his ability to now use Black Flash that I guess he's exploring the potential of his ability. So, you know, they, he, he, he drops some spicy language towards Itadori and then they just start, you know, going with the fisticuffs. It's, again, a lot of action left and right. Um, Itadori manages to like land one blow on Mahito, but then he's like so tough. His body is even harder than before, so it doesn't even hurt him. Uh, 
he sends uh, Itadora flying backwards and starts like unleashing a flurry of attacks, so much so that Itadori's attacks can no longer reach him. And he just slams him down onto the ground uh, with this big two-page spread where like it's really well inked and you know perspective all that cool shit so at this point itadori is just thinking man i just gotta hit him with the black flash right now he needs it he needs to feel these hands um and he remembers that uh there's not a single jujitsu sorcerer who can use it at will um i forgot that little factoid about yeah i did not know that i don't understand like he did he not use it at will before those other times did he get lucky when it just came out uh, I don't know if it's unclear or not, but maybe it's that you can't use it multiple times in a row because it's too much. Um, I don't know. But I guess if he could use it at will, he would just be using it all the time. You know what I mean? So maybe it is like a right moment type of deal with uh, with the Black Flash. But... um. Anyway, I both of them start like feeling the effects of the damage they've sustained. Uh, Itadori's legs start shaking. Uh, Mahito's like arm starts getting cut up a little bit because of all the fucking cursed energy he he used and um, and the damage he sustained up to this point. Like getting hit with the Black Flash right after doing a domain expansion really took it out of him. Um, but they both get their shit together. And, uh, Itadori tries to load up for a black flash um and the chapter ends with both of them just like getting ready to clash fist to fist and uh wow jeez i think i think this is them gambling on either one of them getting black flash i guess so yeah like it's a race against who can do it first yeah um so it's kind of like russian roulette but with fists yeah if you look really close you could see that like itadori's lip like this whole section is like off, so you see his teeth. Whoa. Like if you zoom in on that last panel of him. Yeah, I see it. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I I noticed that. I, was I like, just Ooh. thought he was kind of like, you know, moving his lips like that. But oh, yeah, it, right. it happened. It happened on um page. Uh, yeah, it looks like page thirteen or page twelve. It's when he was like when, getting uh, the flurry of hits. The wind stuff happened. Yeah, it cut his lip open off um, part of it <laughs> this question i mean this this chapter whatever happened to sakuna didn't he approach mahito a um, couple chapters ago he did but he... it was like just so fast that he couldn't really react huh yeah it like that's how he that's the whole point of doing it in 0.2 seconds is that so sakuna won't get him oh, okay. at the end of it all um I mean, pretty quick chapter to really overview. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it was literally just punching back. Not much to say like, about this one. Like listening to a highlight reel or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, like, yeah, if you don't want me to just be like, then he punched Jujutsu Kaisen is like an MMA fight, dude. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Like, this is the most straightforward, like, beat the shit out of the other opponent first type fight they've ever had. Like, it's usually very technical. So crows ass. Yeah. Now it's more. It's but going it down to. Uh, now it's going down to like a brawl and a gamble. So I think that's interesting. I mean, it was I think great. he's trying to talk shit to somebody else in the in in in, in the comic book writing. Uh, not kind of comic book in the manga office. I shown the jump. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Is this not a passive aggressive message to somebody? <laughs> to who? Who do you think is a passive? I don't know. Someone, whoever it is, he's saying I'm better than you. 
You I don't need that much channel? of a story to show you how good I am. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like... <laughs> Who's taking shots at? <laughs> nah, I don't think he's taking shots. That's funny, though. I don't know, man. This is a diss track, basically. <laughs> a diss chapter. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can possibly conceive of who. Maybe Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin? Is that who he's throwing? Oh, no, nah, it's not. <laughs> Nobody give a fuck about that. Hey, Gravity Boys? No, I don't know. Hey, yeah. Gravity Speaking of which, hey, Gravity Boys <laughs> is like last every you shonen every week in the Shonen Jump polls. Hey, Gravity Boys is always last, and it's on chapter forty something. I don't know if it's ending. Ever. Maybe he's like Shonen Jump's nephew. And yeah, yes, I am calling the Shonen owner Jump, of the man. Shonen Jump. <laughs> Shonen Jump Sam. Maybe he's like the pirate. That's the Shonen Jump logo. That's yes, his, his nephew. Yes, his nephew. Yeah, he's he makes that series. Yeah, I don't know how cool, many. Man. I don't think like. Shonen Jump's been canceling a whole lot lately. I'm trying to remember the last one they canceled outright. Mm, maybe their heart has grown a few sizes bigger. I think they literally have because they're trying their best to push people now. Like they they made an extra effort to push Mashal and uh, Undead Unluck. Maybe because everything like most of this is digital, so they know like there's a lot more freedom. Maybe they cut stuff out of the magazine and they just keep running it online. Yeah. I mean that's an interesting prospect. Is that like now that they're mostly digital, they had they don't really have to worry about paper. So maybe that's a pressure off them to cancel. Way less of a burden. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because there is no American magazine anymore, right? That they send out. No, no, that hasn't been a thing since in years. I remember when I was in high school, I was picking those up. Oh yeah, you showed me my first one. I was just like, wow, and it had the the Yu Gi Oh cards still in. And I was like, wow, man, you're dedicated. I had even if I wasn't a card player, I would have still got that and been like, yeah, this is nice. Yeah, I just <laughs> like saved them. I never really played Yu Gi Oh, so I would just like put them away somewhere. I had a full deck by the time senior year hit. It was awesome. Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess as Jujutsu Kaisen, the fact that we went on a weird tangent about old Shonen Jump is not <laughs> bad at all. It's a lot of fun to read, but there was just, yeah, it, was. it was literally a fist fight. And, you know, to recap it would have been like unnecessary, I feel. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, obligatory Brian lines about how good the anime will be when it gets to Yep. The I mean, speak yep. of which. Okay. You don't have to say it. I said it. It's coming you. to HBO Thank Max. You. Honestly, worry. did you hear that, Josh? Huh? Jujutsu Kaisen's coming to HBO Max tomorrow. Actually, what? Yeah. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing. HBO tomorrow. Max. Yeah, because HBO. Max... I need to call AT and T. I swear, I got that shit, bro. That's not HBO. HBO Max is also. I have to call them and tell them that. Yeah. Apparently, that. apparently HBO Max is also getting every movie that's being released next year. Yeah. I'm on every too. movie. Yeah, every movie that's supposed to go to theaters is going to be on HBO Max next year. Yeah, no way. Not every movie. Warner Brothers movie specifically, which is seventeen movies specifically. That's DC stuff, man. Yeah, the Suicide Squad right? is coming. The... Hmm? Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, that's pretty wild. But that's not the podcast for this. So no, it is not. You and need to hold back your big news, Brian. This right now. <laughs> Uh, but with yeah. that being said, uh, I think it's time to randomize, boys. Hmm. Daredevil. VGI. Yeah, let's give it to this is Josh. Brian. It's your VGI too. <laughs> just say it. Very good yeah, issue sure. of the week. Go just ahead. trust us. Certified VGI. We need to make another one for unanimous. It's not unanimous. I haven't decided. 
Oh, oh. Stop boy. Oh my God. Oh, you talking about how you had event fatigue about that. And I can't think of another one that goes with event fatigue to keep going. But you get the point, bro. I you didn't say my that. favorite was an event. <laughs> Did I say All right. that? All right. We're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, it's tough, man. It's, it is very close. I'm going to give you that much. Daredevil 25. Um, last we left off, Matt Murdock pled guilty to second-degree manslaughter. Uh, so he's going to jail. Are you pleading guilty to cap? Like, because nah, I'll stop it. I'm not. I'm pleading not guilty. VGI, Daredevil. As, okay. Okay, we're back. Yeah. All right. This is Daredevil number 25. Last we left off, he's going to jail. Uh, we start off with this little flashback where Elektra and Matt Murdock were gazing lovingly into each other's eyes, <laughs> even though Matt Murdock really is intense, blind. Bro. <laughs> uh, even though Matt Murdock is blind, he's just like staring endlessly <laughs> into the void. Uh, so yeah, they're basically talking about there. they're basically talking about like this is pretty um this is pretty cool, you know. That we're hanging out. Elektra's like, I killed five men last week, so. No, actually, one of them was a woman. And Daredevil's just like, don't talk crazy. This is before he knew, I guess, that Elektra's just, like, killing people. Um, But, yeah, we, we cut these, like, between the present and the past. Uh, Elektra breaks into prison at, to see Matt, uh, who is masked in a prison uniform uh, as per the deal that he would be uh, prosecuted as Daredevil. I noticed that they removed his horns, really. Like, his mask doesn't have the horns, which is a little petty. <laughs> he can't have his little horns. I suppose. I mean, like, it, no. it, I think it's just a mask. Like, it's a little, I think that's the whole point is that it's, like, just standard. Mm-hmm. And they didn't cover his whole face because he doesn't already cover his whole face. So yeah. they said, this is what you're good. This is, this is good enough. Without all the extremities and shit. Yeah, and you and can't fancy your horns, work. Your tiny Just horns. orange cap on your head. Yeah. And orange eyes, I guess. It's basic ski cap. It's like one of those ski caps you get at the 99 cent store that covers like half your face. Yeah. Um, So yeah, she basically goes to prison and and the first thing Matt asks her is like, you better not have, she's like, killed people? No, I didn't do that. I know you don't like it. When I I (laughs) kill people. So, you know, she basically sits with him and is like, yeah, I I still don't understand why you're here. Um, Honestly, you're you're a man of morals. Isn't it worse to like be in here and potentially leave like a a bunch more people to die just because you weren't there to save them? Mm. Um, Matt's answer should have been like, yeah, but there's like more superheroes in New York. There's full of them. Way more. But he kind of <laughs> says that indirectly. Yeah. No. He basically says like, yeah, I know, but you know, this is this is I'm an example. He's using himself as an example, so you know. It'll make other less ca- less cautious heroes more careful with their actions. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, they're like she's like, oh wow, what a martyr, which is true. It's a little martyry. Um, no, he has something. I, I don't know. I know like it's I a said, great. It's a great. La- just last week, actually, right when this when the issue came out. Yeah. Um, you know he. he that that isn't that well, like you said, it's in his character, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 be that kind of guy and say, "Nah, man, I'm 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 gonna be the shining light on the hero community." And how right. it should be done. anyway. 
No, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I don't disagree with the choice. I'm. I think it's pretty noble. Um, but yeah, basically, she's like, "How did everybody react?" And nobody was thrilled, I guess, uh, with him being there. And uh, she was at then. Daredevil just asked her, was like, why did you rob the Stromwinds only to use that money to help me? Um, and, you know, because Electra loves him, I guess. Um, and there is an alternate, there is another motive um, available, like, that she needs. Um, it's revealed that, like, she found out that the hand is back or is rebuilding. And so she sneaks into this weird ancient temple and steals a book with stick. Who is essentially their like sensei? Um, is he blind as well? He is also blind. Yes. Okay. Um, he's from the he's on the TV show. Mm, it was a cool little thing. Um, so yeah, they found this book, which is basically a way to defeat the hand for good. But the only way to do it is to is for whatever they whatever Electra has to build has to have a king and a queen. And that's why she needs Daredevil out yesterday. You know because. Uh, Daredevil needs to be the king to her queen. Um, and Daredevil's like, nah, I gotta stay in here. You know, it's not, it's not my fight. Yeah, well, how'd you get somebody with like superpowers that isn't blind? Shit. Yeah, for real. And uh, she's like, but you wanted to do this, you wanted to strike higher than just like bank rob, like little robbers, liquor store robbers and shit like that. This is, this is the highest sure ceiling you can go. And mm, uh, I don't know. I think white collar crime is worse than the hand. Maybe I'm bugging. I don't, <laughs> I mean, know. I don't know. It's ninjas. It's evil ninjas it trying ninjas. to kill everyone. Yeah, from a, from a hell dimension, I That's guess. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she's basically, she's like, how could you fucking say that? How could you rather be here than doing the biggest thing you could possibly do? And she's like, and there was like, because I don't trust you. You're like an actual murderer. You know, you use people. You're like a bad guy for the most part. Um, so, you know, you have to prove to me that, you know, you're changing your ways. And Electra's like, fine. So she fucks off. And, um, <laughs> she had an attitude. Yeah. Um, she ends up in Hell's Kitchen and uh, she runs across this uh, homeless lady. Uh, and she hears out her story. It's a little nice moment for Electra where she's walking or she's just like seeing the things that Matt fights for is these, you know, the downtrodden folks. She gives her this like necklace that's worth like $5,000 and tells her to bounce right now because people are trying to, people will rob you in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and incidentally, this old homeless lady is a person that Matt Murdock tried to help as a lawyer, which is a nice little touch. Um, yeah. He lost, though, unfortunately. Yeah, legally, he, but uh, yeah, he was one lawyer against many. So you know, um, but yeah, inside uh, Matt is like kind of thinking to himself, like, "Oh man, maybe I was a little too hard on Electra. She's trying her best. I'm trying to, but you know what? I I don't know what he's trying to say here. Was like the but the difference is I'm a man who's killed, and like she's a woman who's killed. There's no real difference, really." Um, but in any case, uh, we just cut over to the next day. Oh wait, I guess that's the difference is that she's like a intentful murderer, and he's just a guy. Who's yeah, absolutely. Person. That's yeah. 
My bad. She 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 doesn't care. He was incredibly remorseful. Almost quit being a superhero and put himself in jail for feeling bad for two years. Yeah. Because he killed one person. You know, she just did does it in order to get what she needs. She, I'm sure she'd murder somebody if it was between the, her favorite box of cereal and her not getting it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I would not put that beyond Electra. She's probably a petty murderer, and that's probably the worst kind. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, the next day, there's, like, this weird robbery thing going on. And uh, who's there to stop it but the new Daredevil herself? Electra has taken up the fucking mantle and is... That's, that suit looks fucking fire, though. Yo, that Holy is the first thing shit. I thought. I seen the suit and was like, <laughs> yo. Clean. Nah. Nah. I thought this was actually the last page. And I was just like, yo, I put the fucking phone down. <laughs> and I just swiped right. So, you know, to go back to the reading list. And it was more. I was like, oh, nah, I'm about to bust niggas up. Yeah. Nah, okay. And that yeah, suit got better clean. and better. Clean. Yeah. And she, we the get other, to see her action right. immediately, too. Yeah. It, it, if it wasn't. All right. So I had it ended here. The other series would have had a chance. That's how I look at it for <laughs> VGI. But the fact that there was more to it. <laughs> I had yeah, just oh yeah, cemented it. For yeah, me personally, from for myself and Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so Electra kicks ass in her new uh, costume uh, because she's basically saying like this is her way of trying to earn uh, Matt Murdock's trust to take over as Daredevil and protect his city, his what twelve blocks <laughs> while he's in prison. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And BT Dove's Matt is like supposed that. to be in prison for two years, so. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, we then cut back to the past where after Stick and uh, and Electra took the book from the hand and um, she it's basically revealed that like, yeah, it's translated. Uh, I had a guy translate. It's like we thought. The Fist, which is this new organization or whatever that they need to build in order to defeat the hand, needs a ki- queen and a king and only one of them can survive. Oh, she's trying to kill Matt Murda. <laughs> I mean, I, I it's still vague terms what that even soup really means, but yeah, it's not looking great, you know. Um, so from from what I know about Electra, which is very little, isn't she like a misunderstood character? Like, isn't that her thing? Uh, yeah, she's, she's one of them. Like, she's definitely a murderer. <laughs> There's nothing to misunderstand about that. No, but like, like just so we're on the usually, same page. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, when she's like, when when it comes to Matt, though, like, she's mm. often like different for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, she's, it's always. She's like the Punisher, you know? She, like, flip-flops between being, like, um, what's it called? Um, Psychopathic murderer and uh, anti-hero? Yes. Teeth is that line? Yeah, Instead of just line. hero and anti-hero, yeah. it's the other level. Yeah, being ninja yeah. You hope they're just an anti-hero and not a petty murderer for a <laughs> box of cereal. I don't yeah. think she's a petty murderer. <laughs> I think, like... Yeah. I think Matt get like the writing of Matt kind of gives off the wrong impression where she's just out here murdering people like a supervillain. She's a ninja, you know, she's an assassin. Uh, so she's more like Deathstroke in that regard where, you know, she's, she's an assassin lady. She kills people and that goes against most superheroes codes, like 99% of them. <laughs> so, 
but especially Daredevils because he is very religious, very Catholic. And man, I'll tell you, Catholic guilt is a hell is a hell of a drug, man. It's it's, it's real rough. <laughs> Catholic guilt, yeah. um, almost like huh, the other kind of guilt. Hey, man. Anyway, new new type of uh, new new direction for Daredevil. I don't know if this has been done, like where somebody else has taken the the mantle, much less Elektra. But um, like most things in this arc, it's done pretty well. Uh, pick up Daredevil. We keep saying it. We had two weeks in a row with Daredevil. I'm so excited. I wish it was always like this. Um, but uh, we love this series. Um, Josh, do you have any final thoughts before we move on? It's the best. Yeah. It is Josh. And Brian can't thing? go back on VGI. As you already said it. I didn't I give mean, I didn't well, play. Was I playing? No, we already dropped it twice for you, bro. No, I didn't. I, I wasn't didn't. planning I to once. go back on it. Brian, is this your VGI? I didn't even hear you yeah, say Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Yeah, that suit is fucking clean. <laughs> Don't feel pressured by clean, Josh. Man. Don't let him no, bully bro. you. That suit, that suit is clean as fuck. It is clean. All right, this is Brian's also very good issue. Certified VGI. I'm also going to give a VGI to um, Brian's enormous water uh, bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is the size of your torso, don't lie. Uh, no, the uh, camera definitely makes it look like that. We got to make a <laughs> new like uh, half. We got to make a new drop for a pretty sick bottle. PS PS bottle. <laughs> pretty sick yeah. bottle. Uh, yeah. My dad. I'm just jealous. <laughs> I wish I had one like that, bro. Yeah. No, it is pretty handy. I have a I have a puny 24 ounce. <laughs> Better than I got. I just got a red cup. <laughs> I gotta go refill this shit real soon, bro. Brian has a whole desert oasis. It's unfair. Um, but in any case, let's. Uh, it is time to randomize. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man, Chapter 95, Chainsaw Man versus Control Devil. Uh, last we left off, Denji was getting smoked by pretty... Well, he was putting up a good fight, but he, in the end, he lost to uh, to the Weapon Devils in kind of like a dual-taking-out type of deal where, you know, he's just, like, running out of blood and energy. So, you know, Makima has decided to take it upon herself to defeat Chainsaw Man herself. That way she can use his power. And uh, she starts feeding him his blood. Uh, so Denji wakes up. She wakes up Denji by pulling his little string. And first thing Denji does is lop her head off. And also the guy behind her, I guess. Is just... Well, you got to remember how her power works. Hmm. Like she, she siphons off the damage to other people. That's why they were all there. Oh, I didn't know that was how, how her power works. Yeah, he he meant she mentioned it before. Remember when the old yeah. man had a, uh, had had his gun on her? He she was like, "Yeah, I made a deal that like anything that happens to me happens to other people and shit." So, oh, you're right. You're yeah, right, she made right. a deal with the prime wow. minister of Japan or some wild shit like you're that. You're right. Now I'm remembering. Whoa, that. I forgot all about that. Wow, that was such a, like a low key detail that I just like. Well, they said that in one page, man. Not even not like just probably two panels worth of text dedicated to that little situation. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it was just so wild to me that it stood out. He did what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) I think her head just like reattaches itself. And then, you know, again, kind of like Jujutsu Kaisen this week, it the rest of this chapter is literally like a back and forth fist fight. Um, it's more back and forth and, than Jujutsu Kaisen was. 
And Makima's <laughs> cheating like OD. Yeah, because a bunch of every time every time Chainsaw Man takes a swipe at her, she just regenerates because like this damage is siphoned onto somebody else. And, and oh, then, one of my favorite panels of the week, um, right here in the middle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking. That was one of mine too. <laughs> where it was just like a kick to the face and then a kick to the stomach <laughs> return. Uh, oh, the one in the middle with her head. Yeah, her you head is her face like, kind of like. It looks so regular, like <laughs> even in blurred motion. Um, she's focusing. She's still watching him. Like, mm, mm. he's throwing this punch here. Yeah, I'm going to parry like this. Head. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of carnage left and right. And then eventually, like, we ended on a two-page spread where Makima literally pulls out Denji's heart that looks a lot like Pachita. Um, it's the most adorable yeah. heart I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a... That shit was crazy, man. Yeah. I don't even know if I c- we could show this on YouTube. This is too gory for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty wild, man. Yeah. Pretty wild. No, oh, yeah, his intestines are out. She pulls his heart out. That has the chainsaw thing attached to it. And she just whispers to him, like, it was unavoidable that you'd lose to my bare hands. I'm like, she Yeah, she, he did. He did lose a, just a straight up bare hand. I'm like, okay, Makima, Jesus. You cheated. It wasn't. You didn't just beat him. Um, Look at all these people that died. Yeah. Because you wanted to obtain a goal. Yeah. And she's basically like, how can I get you to give up on this world? What do I need to do for you to turn back into Chainsaw Man? And then she So wait, wait, so is that what that form is that, that he was in? Like the big ass fucking chainsaw man form? That's only yeah, when that he was gave up on the world. Yeah. Because at that point, like power was dead and he was just kind of coming to grips with the reality that he's just gonna be mocking his dog forever. So he was at a pretty low point in his life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Denji's spirit has to be really weak in order for the Chainsaw Man to fully be out. Um, but in any case, Denji spits like spits in her face, and she says, "Chainsaw Man doesn't spit." And like, that's the worst thing. That's what you have a problem with. <laughs> he killed so many people. Um, but yeah, apparently, Chainsaw Man also doesn't wear clothing and talk. Every ta- every action he takes should be chaotic. And despite not getting him at all, you were chosen by Chainsaw Man. If you're going to get in our way, then die. And then she yanks out Pochita Heart, leaving chains- leaving Denji Chainsaw Man to, I guess, die finally. Jeez. Uh, Very sad. Yeah. And his guts are all out, man. Yeah, all like, out. Like pasta, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I-, I think, like, there's more cryptic thing to, like... Despite being, uh, despite being this chaotic force of nature, Pochita chose Denji. And I wonder why that is. I wonder, like the the narrative, like symbolism of what Pochita wants out of Denji, or what see what he sees in Denji. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's kind of interesting to find out. But uh, literally, just action for ten of the what seventeen pages. 19 20 pages and then this weird like ending thing i heard that like chainsaw man is like maybe ending next week i'm not exactly positive oh about that. no way no I, way 
I only saw. I like, guess we'll see when we when it comes out next week because yeah. it'll tell us if it's in another seven days or never. Yeah, <laughs> or never, <laughs> just never. Or never. Yeah, yeah I mean that's it. it. It just it won't say anything, right? It'll just yeah. say. It'll say the end at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a this is a pretty interesting chapter. Um, it's a lot to think about. I don't really know why Pochita chose Denji, but maybe we'll find out about that next week. Um, but uh, that's all. That's all I really have to say about it. You guys want to move on? All right, It is time to randomize. Endless winter. Uh, this is Justice League Endless Winter. It's a new event during the event that's still happening. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how soon the shit was coming, man. Yeah. Because I have no idea what's going on. Um, Like, why? Why are they here? What's, what's happening here? I don't know, man. It's, it's What were they doing before this? Chilling. At least, I don't know. I'm, uh, let's just stop. We already know what they're doing, right? The continuity is not yeah. a big deal, no more. Yeah, we'll just have to assume that this is after death metal and everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we start out in this Arctic Circle in Greenland in the Yoklaborg region. There's a lot of fucking... <laughs> specifications as to where they are. It's Arctic Circle, Greenland, Yokelaborg region, the Citadel Glacier. This is apparently the space where Superman used to have his Fortress of Solitude before Rogelzal came through and fucked everything up. Uh, yeah, did the most. Yeah, and Superman left behind some of the his weird uh, Fortress of Solitude icicles behind. So this douchebag, whoever he is, is just out here trying to steal it. Um... Meanwhile, we get this see this scene in in um, Mathali Island in by the Arabian Sea, where these D-list supervillains are all chilling after, I guess, a major heist, and the Justice League just pull up to cause problems in their lives. Um, so they snatch him up. You know, Catman's among them. He's the only one I really know. Um, I don't even know who that is. Catman, I remember, I know from the uh, from the Secret Six series. It's pretty good. Where it's literally like D-list heroes and Bane. Oh, D-list villains and Bane. Plus Bane. On, yeah, plus Bane, who go on missions together. It's a good little book. I recommended it. Um, But yeah, anyway, Justice League comes through, uh, does his thing. Flash is asking every Justice League member, is like, how do you balance family and, and all that? And I'm like, Flash, I feel like you would know this better than anybody because you're one of the few people in the Justice League that has, like, an actual, like, has a family. and is pretty Yeah, and awesome. it's like, your book's been going on for a long time, and that's kind of, like, always your arc as well. Yeah. So, like, you, you are literally the expert about this. <laughs> yeah, this is your thing. Your your team is literally called the Flash family. Like, your side of DC Universe, it's called the Flash family. What's uh, up, Flash fam? Yeah. Hit the like and subscribe button. <laughs> He uh, he goes to visit Black Lightning too, and he's like, "Black Lightning, how do you balance family and superhero work?" <laughs> and your show lets out that we're clearly giving. Now nah, let me stop. Black Lightning is cool. <laughs> he is cool. <laughs> I just noticed he's his cool. ugly sweater has like a uh, lightning bolts like shape like. Yeah, lightning. like the charges, right? It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I thought it's dope. I thought it was dope. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Apparently, his daughters have powers too. Apparently, did you know that? 
I don't know all that much about Black Lightning, unfortunately. Um, but in any case, he doesn't get really any answers he's looking for. Like he, Black Lightning having a family, he just you know says like typical family thing. You got to make time, whatever you know, all that stuff. And Flash is like cool, and I guess that's the end of his whole spiel. Um, meanwhile, back at the Arctic Circle, where the guy is trying to steal pieces of uh, the Fortress of Solitude, these weird ice creatures attack them, uh, prompting the Justice League to show up again and fight them. And seeing as how they're not really sentient creatures, um, they're able to just mash them up. Aquaman's around, even though he hasn't been part of this team in a while. Um, yeah. With a whole Kraken. Yeah, with a whole <clears throat> Kraken. As usual. That's pretty huge. It's kind of like his opening move. This is like I have Kraken. Oh, this is the this is the extent of how awesome my powers can be, <laughs> and that's that'll be it. Yeah, I swear. Um, but uh, after the battle finally is starting to conclude, the Arctic Circle where like his where the Fortress of Solitude used to be opens up like this weird portal, and um, and the Frost King is finally free, and it turns out this guy was a villain from way back in the day, back when Black Adam was uh, the main Shazam guy. Um, oh. In the 10th century, Hippolyta was Wonder Woman at the time. Uh, mm. I don't know who this guy is. I, I forgot his name already. I think he's like some kind of knight. Something so this knight. is basically what, like their version of uh, <laughs> of the BC, BC, yeah, BC Avengers? Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Swamp just... thing. I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, Swamp Thing was uh, one of them, right? Who's this gladiator man? I don't know. But anyway. That's supposed to be Batman? Hmm? That's supposed to be Batman? Probably. But anyway, the okay. the entire Justice League sure. tries to fight him, but of course, like, the Frost King is like, I'm too strong for you guys right now. And uh, he uh, he explodes this thing. The next time the Justice League come back to come back into the scene the whole world has been enveloped in ice because uh as it turns out the reason the frost king is so strong is that he's absorbed i guess the uh kryptonian energy signature that was dormant when he moved the fortress of solitude so he's basically got kryptonian levels of strength added to his ice powers turned the entire world into an arctic wasteland and that is why um endless winter is what it is and the issue ends with we learn that Black Adam is like, oh, shit, I know what this is. Where we get the flashback where we find out that Swamp Thing, Hippolyta, Viking Prince is this kid's name, uh, have gone to Black Adam to deal with the Frost King the first time around. Uh, I recommend this if you're like new to comics because it's pretty chill. Like it's not it's pretty not chill. Ev- it's no not pun event. intended, right? Yeah, no, no pun intended. I genuinely didn't. I swear to God. I'm sorry. Oh, oh <laughs> I God. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, it I is mean, pretty chill though. I mean, you know, it doesn't. It, it's kind of an event that was not built up at all. It just kind of started with this issue. So you know, if you're looking for a good entry point to, I guess, what DC is gonna be from now on. It's a good place. It reminds me a lot of like the Avengers series when it started, you know, where it was just like this kind of like every character is who you think they are, you know. Uh, 
it doesn't really rely on a lot of continuity, so it's easy to get into. And that's all I really had to say about it. It's not particularly extraordinary. Um, I thought it was just kind of like regular. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. You guys uh, ready to randomize? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. One Piece. Ooh. Yep. This is Juan. Ooh. One Piece. Juan. This is. Ooh, I fucking love this chapter, bro. Yeah. No. Dude. Oh my god. Oh shit. I wanted to give this. I'm. I'm so stuck between this and My Hero Academia. Of course you are. Wow, bro! If, if that's really the case, then there is no decision. If if you still have to think about it, for tr- yeah, <laughs> honestly, you know where that leans toward. Honestly, you're but right. So you don't gotta waste your time on the draft for this one for Brian, Chris. Well, I'll but, waste um, it on. What about me. you, Christian Espinal? Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know, man. I have a hard. I had a hard time this week picking my VGI and RGC. It was a tough one, but uh, you know what? I'll throw it to One Piece because it's off next week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. So it looks like the year is going to end on chapter 999. I actually like that, but we'll get to that later. Um, This is One Piece chapter 997, Flames. Last we left off, Sanji, using his power of observation, has picked up um, something naughty happening. So he immediately beelines towards wherever the naughty thing is happening. And uh, he looks over and he sees this, like... Are you serious? He really did use this color? Yeah, that was color color of observation? Yeah, that was color of observation. What? Since when? Yeah, he's had it. I think that... I think it was shown last chapter. We're not really 100% sure, but it looks like he used it. Yeah. Because he heard voices? Yeah. No, because he heard a woman in trouble. I think, no, I think Sanji generally does have it. I think Zoro and... I think he heard it. I think Zoro I think and Sanji... Heard it. No, because nobody, nobody else heard it. Like, it's still it's still pretty... Eh, to, like... We're still not 100% sure it's it was observation hockey, but it might be implied. That I it think is. it's assumed that both at least Zoro and Sanji have it. Have both, like, at least the armament and... And the, uh, yeah. the color observation. I always assumed for sure armament... Absolutely with yeah. Zoro, and you know, I guess to a lesser extent Sanji, but we've seen it, right? He could kick really hard and kick anybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know about observation, bro. It's a big. That's a that's that's a sh- really strong skill. I mean, I guess we haven't seen them get into super serious fights, but yeah, I would say. You know maybe- what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that Zoro's gonna get conquerors, and Sanji's gonna have uh, observation. Like, I don't know about that. I think. I think- I think uh, I think Zoro for sure is in line for like conquerors, but I think Sanji Sanji has it, but it's probably not that strong because he hasn't used it a lot, and it makes sense. No, that was yeah, that was definitely observation hockey because like definitely, he, bro. He, Come on, yeah, it was definitely it. Because if you look at the end of that chapter, he like closes his eyes and focuses, and like it's clear that he's the only one who can hear it. Yeah. Well, anyway, Sanji finds uh, he sees the silhouette of. Uh, of the famous sexual harassment technique of the land of samurai. The uh, famous. <laughs> where it's literally like the powerful man tugs on the sash of a helpless woman. 
so that she and with each spin she's not she's not just losing part of her claw the cloth that body that covers her body but she's losing herself and then he, he can't stand this so he just springs into action to try and save her and he gets caught in a web it was all a ruse the entire time <laughs> And it was actually two of Kaido's uh, henchmen uh, that capture that string him up and bring him over to Black Maria, who is sit like giant standing over him or lying down next to him is like, I well I happen to have a soft spot for boys with rough, rough edges. Do you like mm-hmm. me too? And Sanji looks up like, don't insult me. You want the truth? The truth is, I love you. <laughs> well. I, I don't know how Sanji's going to get out of that situation, honestly. Yeah. He's going to use his observation hockey. That's what he's going to do. I mean, we we find out in like this moment where San, where Luffy and Jinbei are alone. So they're like, wait, where did Sanji go? And Jinbei's like, I don't know. He just rushed off. So they didn't hear it. Sanji did. It had to have been color of observation. Yeah, it was observation hockey, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe because it was females. Maybe. Maybe you can only hear it. No, that's a thirst bucket. No, that's that's what activated it. I Mm. think is is the is that it was a woman in trouble, and that's what activated his observation. That's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we cut over to these two big henchmen of uh, two headliners for Kaido's crew. Bro, the one on the right. (laughs) My favorite part. I, I gotta say this. My favorite part about the smile fruits is that they're a genuine inconvenience on whoever has them. (laughs) <laughs> like you can see the girl who has the gorilla smile fruit is just looking up at her gorilla is like stop dropping banana bits on <laughs> like and they're the all old sentient gorilla that's eating its <laughs> banana because it feels like it yeah. not a single one of these guys have been useful to kaido at all though yeah. either <laughs> I mean, and, they're, and, they're, and they're all mad cocky yo <laughs> yeah no poker is like yo Luffy's coming this way. What easy money? Yeah, he's one point five billion berries. That'll more than make up. I'm. I can't wait for my promotion. I might as well just. He started, <laughs> bro. He started this. He's talking about the same kid that started the Paramount War, my nigga. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> In what world did you think? Who is this nigga? <laughs> I've never. Yo, I think that's the point of it. Is that the like, nerve, man? I think that's the point you of the joke. Goon, is that they're bro, so. Bro, you was a lower level goon, my nigga. Yo, stop <laughs> it. Your, your lieutenant can't even keep a smile gorilla under control. Yo, <laughs> yo the nerve, man. Um, Oda's a funny guy. Yo. My favorite. No, these part are the final that... bosses of this arc. My favorite part oh, is for that sure. they're, they're waiting directly for Luffy to show up because this staircase. Like he has to use the staircase to go up, right? But then Luffy gets called over by one by the samurai, and they made a handmade ladder to the next floor, so he just never shows up at the staircase, and they're just still waiting. Like, where did they fucking go? <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that actually. <laughs> That's so, really funny. Yeah, that was awesome. By the way, I just want to state this now. That means with this ladder, that leaves. Three chapters before Kaido, before Luffy reaches Kaido, yeah, because it's he's gonna have to go through two half levels mm-hmm. and one final level. Yeah, I mean that would be cool if he can time it that way. I'm pretty sure he can. Um, but meanwhile, back at the performance floor, 
Oh, man. Uh, Big Mom heads up towards the roof. There's a big crater in the roof that leads directly to the top where Kaido is. So she goes through that. Zoro notices her leaving. <laughs> Everybody's thrilled she's gone. Everybody's like, thank goodness that hag is leaving. I thought she was going to wreak havoc. And as Zoro's looking up as uh, Big Mom flies away, she he notices something fall from uh, from the roof. And at that moment, Zoro just like looks left at the fucking ice oni, looks right, and there's just like nonsense with Queen and <laughs> everything else. He looks over at Drake and Apu having a genuine battle to the death. Genuine. <laughs> this is their one-on-one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not seeing it. <laughs> and then Zoro's like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then he just one-shot Scratchman Apu. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> um, big boy damage. <laughs> just like... One shots Apu Can't Drake. He, he thought he got slashed. Yeah. <laughs> Drake is like, what? Said, am I gonna separate in two seconds? Is it one of those? <laughs> 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 the, the is my an- dinosaur ass safe? Yeah. Anyway. The the antidote for the ice only just falls directly into Zoro's hands. And then he goes over to Chopper, is like, I got your shit. Can I go now? And Chopper's like, Yeah, I'll figure out the rest. And in this cool little moment, like Chopper's like, yeah, I already figured out how the virus works. And Zora's like, I knew it because you're my little brother boy. <laughs> and then he fucks off uh, and Chopper gets on a stand. He looks at everybody. And he's like, use the fire, use fire on the ice only because this virus lives in obviously cold environments. And I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. That makes sense. <laughs> um so basically, he's going to use the little antidote that Zoro gave him to um, make more antibodies for everybody, friend and foe, because Chopper is a doctor, and he feels a, he saves everyone. He does no harm. That's um, it's real cool. Hell yeah, doctor. <laughs> and Cha- and Queen looks down like, stupid fucking reindeer raccoon thing. Stupid fucking reindeer. <laughs> And then he looks at Apu and he's like, you too, Apu. Don't think I didn't see that. (laughs) Right. Yo ass lost and I told you I was going to kill you, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't. Sometimes I don't. I can't stop thinking about that moment. It's It's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. So he does that. And then Zoro's not done because then he just cuts this fucking ice only machine gun. And he straight up just tells everybody what we're all thinking. He's just like, yo, this is fucking dumb. I didn't come here to play around and play tag with these little henchmen. I heard Kaido is the strongest person around, so I'm here to slice him to pieces. Fucking pieces. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Only so, resource style. So Zoro's the main character now, right? Is is that <laughs> is that official? Yeah, it's called no. it's called Zoro. No, now. but it is official that he used observation hockey to see that tiny arm oh my in the sky, God. Brian. Is it? Okay. No, yeah, it's not. So. Confirmed. He has observation hockey as well as Sanji. Confirmed. Hmm. You're real salty about Does that, that mean Robin has Oh, yeah, because I don't think that... Bro, I think they would have made a much bigger deal of it. Even with Sanji, they made sure you've seen for a fact that, oh, he is developing this on the spot. There was no other time I've Brian. seen Zoro or Sanji use observation uh, hockey. Brian, I'm going to need you to find me proof that, that Sanji can use... Uh, observation hockey uh, get on the google machine get on that 
and pull up another instant. And he had to cite account. multiple sources, bro. <laughs> Not just the bro, one. What, what? I have to write. All right, I'll turn in my papers tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, no, the deadline <laughs> is when we get to the end of this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you can no, find bro, it. No, easily. no, no. I have my five pages. I, I am curious. I, I am salty because I didn't pick up on that if that's the case, but. I am. I'd like to know, and I'm not going to go in on you that much if it turns out to not be the case. Yeah. Anyway, so as Zoro yells, "I'm here to slice him into pieces," the the ground starts shaking beneath him, and everybody's like, "Holy shit! Is this hockey of the Supreme King?" My favorite part is that Zoro's like, "You know, I didn't do this shit. <laughs> Stop playing." And then Robin looks over to him and is like, "Yo, I saw. I know how you feel. I saw it too. What fell through the hole." was Okiku's arm. So I guess, like, what spurred this whole moment on is that Zoro's looking up and he's seeing that, like, oh, shit, it's not going great up there. So I need to stop fucking around with these goons and get to the and get to the meat of this whole thing. So, like, I Zoro just looks up. He's like, I wish I could fly up there, but, you know, king and queen are still around, so it's not going to be super easy. And um, yeah. As soon as he says Real. that, that's when Marco pulls up and is like, hey, guys, I can fly. Do you need anything? I can make it super easy. <laughs> real, real, real quick. Yes, it seems as though Sanji is confirmed to have observation hockey. From what? What happened? Well, it seems like it's something that he learned from his two-year training because he had to be very observant to avoid all the fucking... Is it an assumption? The, the lady men? The lady men? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he... Yeah. Oh my god. The Okama. So he can, but he can has he sense, used it at any other point? He, he... Like, there's a bunch of things where it's like he sensed... He, he could just sense shit now. Like, he can sense, like... He has, like, a spider sense, kind of, where it's like he can... He knows about... Like, there was a time where he sensed snipers, apparently. There was a part where he... In Fishman Island, where he sensed Karibo... Karibo? Yeah, the so... mud guy. Oh, caribou. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, wet, wet, wet caribou. <laughs> wet hair so, caribou. So his is a lot well, less, okay. like, his is a lot less, um, like, sight intensive. It's more like, like, feeling intensive. Like, oh, you so know. it's closer to, like, Kobe's. Yeah, um, like, he... But, well, it is, but it's not so strong, though. Yeah, it's yeah not, like, his, his is more... All right. Yeah, his is more about, like... Um, he can sense things more than see things. Okay, yeah, like like all right, like a like a discount spider sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would Almost say that's like, kind a, of... like a weak connection to the force or something. Okay, all I mean, right, that's it... actually pretty cool. I'm happy for Sanji. There are people a little sad for me, but <laughs> for not noticing. But yeah, there are people who like like in that moment where Zoro cut Mister One to having like observation hockey. I think. That's very conducive to Sanji because he's always sneaking around and he's like the covert one and that, mm. that has a lot to do with observation, right? So it makes sense that like we had these little moments for both Zoro and Sanji where they displayed hockey powers before we even knew what it was. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess like I, I mean, I only assumed because like at that point at the two year time skip, I figured at least Zoro and Sanji would come back with hockey mastered. Especially since even Kof can use it, and yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I don't see why he wouldn't teach Sanji. Um, but in any case, yeah, for sure the armament one, yeah. and then you know the other one would have just been a nice little. I'll tell you this: my last thoughts. I'm not a big fan of everyone being having like you know these same abilities. I guess it's kind of cool it, since they do kind of express themselves in different ways. 
but you could only change it up so much. I'd mm-hmm. rather more of the crew have a little piece of that mm-hmm. than just, you know, have most of these powers included by like the top three. Cause I think Zoro's just fine without yeah. the like observation. And I think yeah. Sanji's fine without Emperor Hockey. Yeah, like Sanji... I'm not mad. You know yeah, it doesn't mean? seem like Sanji's going to be the type of guy to get observation. I mean, get uh, Conqueror's Hockey. This chapter alone probably is a very good like selling point for Zoro getting it himself. So. I'll also say this: uh, not everyone in the crew has it. Has either hockey? Like Chopper doesn't have it. Uh, Nami yeah, doesn't have he's it. Probably Robin. not going to develop it. We have Robin. Robin I mean, probably I has would like Robin to get something, but whatever. Also, I can see cool. Robin getting observation. Like Frankie doesn't have it either. Um, but who True. knows? I mean, you know. could you imagine if he learned that shit and he just had like a mech, an armament mech? That'd be that'd be so fire. But that wait. would be pretty. <laughs> I'll say what this as, though. What we, we, wait, we've here's, gone here's, far enough on this tangent. <laughs> here's the last thing I'll say is that hockey is kind of like a side power. So you know, even if yeah. everybody on the crew gets it, it's not like you know that would be their main thing. There's different utilities to use hockey. So you know. Maybe there's like a unique yeah. way that's and people's hockey is usually like you know, it's they specialize it in their own way. You know, right. it's usually always different the way people use it. Anyway, yeah. So back to the chapter. Uh, everything is shaking. Everybody's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then, um, you know, at that point, uh, Yamato is like running towards the end, and she she reaches the end uh, of the of the island and they're like, ah, no, there are no animal kingdom ships and there's no sea. And they're like, what does that mean? Yamato knows (laughs) what time it is because she's like, shit, I was too late. There's no sea to escape to anymore. What's happening is that dragons fly through the air by something called flame clouds, meaning Kaido sent Onigashima itself aloft. He's going to move the entire island to the flower capital. Ooh, we pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's okay. pretty intense. Um, this is kind of similar to uh, the Strong World villain's power, where he can like lift islands. Um, he did that with his magnetism power, didn't he? No, his, um, no, with his fl- he had like a float. Ability. Yeah, he had a float ability where he can where he levitated inanimate objects. He can't really do people, but um, yeah, this this or, was different though, bro. It was, yeah, it was just different. that it was this is just form. how dragons are. Yeah, they can just do this, bro. And he ate the so, dragon dragon fruit, so there real, you go. Real quick. I love it, man. He he never it's like he explains the stuff that needs to be explained and the stuff that doesn't need to. It's just like it just hold makes that sense. And I mean, let your imagination saying, <laughs> I'm not it. saying it's like, the soap, exact soap lady. Same. It just reminds me of something. It just reminds me of that moment where he's like floating islands, but I I love it. I thought this was like a great visual. It's a great way yeah. to show off even further that Kaido is a fucking monster. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just easily lift this island just because of the properties of my ability. You know, easy money. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, by the way. Yes, I'm ready. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, that's it. I was cracking the joke about BT dubs. I'm moving this while I talk to you and crack your heads open with my club. (laughs) I'm going to move this entire (laughs) island with minimal effort in just my mind. Let us begin this world of violence. That's incredibly disrespectful. (laughs) He doesn't have to put any, (laughs) barely any physical effort, barely mental. Yeah, and he looked over to them and was like, are you good now? Kozuki is finished. Wano, or more accurately, new Onigashima will become a pirate strong. He's about to drop an island on another island. 
just Age of Ultron. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah, it is literally Age of Ultron. <laughs> Um, but Brian, what, what was this theory you're, you're talking about? All right. So I saw this theory on Roger's base and it's pretty interesting. So, um, there's a theory floating around, no pun intended, mm-hmm. that Onigashima is God um, Valley. Yeah. Oh, hmm. And that Kaido picked it up. And he's and placed it at Wano, and this is Onigashima. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's no real like way to disprove that, so I can't really say anything because we don't know what God's Valley looks like. Um, it's because God Valley disappeared. Like apparently, that's a thing that happened where nobody can find God God Valley um, after the clash with the Rocks Pirates. Hmm. So, okay. oh, that's the okay. I was trying to remember, like, what exactly was that again? And yeah, that's where they they had that fight. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Okay. So oh, right. this this would explain where it went. It, it Kaido's just been flying it around all over the place, using it as a base for himself, and he just plants it where he goes. If that's the case, whose skull is that? Who was fighting in God's Valley? That like, look like that. Well, uh, a giant. Probably. It looks like the same oh, horns that Kaido has. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. So it looks like dragon horns, maybe. Maybe it's like the skull of his drag, like his full dragon form or some shit. Like his. The previous dragon fruit user, maybe? I don't know. Perhaps. But there's, there's just. There's a lot that okay. One Piece is going to drop on us before chapter 1000. I can feel it. There's a lot of shit, or at least after chapter 1000. We're going to get a lot of questions answered about like really specific things like that yeah. we probably haven't been thinking about for a while yeah. because he's introduced so much in Wano that he hasn't that that that's pretty new information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So Wano, Wano has been big information drop after big information drop. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't disprove that, so I'm not going to say it's wrong or right, but it is a good theory. I think that makes sense, if anything. Um, and also people are theorizing that this chapter also proves that Kaido is a dragon who ate a fruit to become a human. No, because or Chopper has that fruit. I don't know about that. Man. Because that Chopper has the human-human fruit. So that couldn't be the case. No, because yeah, like, I don't think I don't think he he ate a human fruit, like a human fruit specifically. It could be like some other variation. But um, it seems as though, like, Kaido, when he's in his normal form, like, he was struggling a lot more against the, the scabbards, right? And then he goes into this form, and all of a sudden, he wipes the floor with them. Like, wouldn't it make sense for him to be in a dragon form if he ate a dragon fruit to be at mm, his full power? I think that's I maybe think a reach. Just... But, yeah, I mean, I don't he, know. He can't do surgical work as a dragon. Yeah. That's I just addressed. So I I I don't think that that can really confirms anything as far as from a combat perspective. I think he switched to that mode because he wanted to beat the beat they headed. And I'm not just cracking the joke. I mean, yeah. I really feel like he just yeah. did what he wanted to do, and then said, "Yeah, so I'm gonna do this and talk more shit." Pretty much. And move my island. Yeah, I, I like the God's Valley theory. Didn't they already say he ate one. the Zoan, the, the ancient Zoan yeah, dragon, ate. dragon fruit or something uh, like that? Uh, I'm sure they didn't. No one said that. I don't think they confirmed what his devil fruit is yet. Okay. 
I mean, you know, but that's yeah, not right. just a lot of assumptions. Was, uh, dragon, dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's the case because there aren't two of the same fruit out there, and Chopper has the human human fruit. So, I don't yeah. know. Ogre, ogre fruit. Shrek, Shrek fruit. Maybe. Shrek, Shrek fruit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a great chapter for like great moment for Zoro. Big boy Zoro moment, <laughs> just being like, yeah, well, I like that a lot, man. Let's just move this arc forward and <laughs> stop playing these games. Uh, one thing I noticed about this chapter is that you know, One Piece has a little bit of a formula with uh, with every arc. There's, it always becomes a race against time. Uh, there's always a race against time scenario with every arc of One Piece. You know, with uh, the bird cage, the bomb that was going to go off at Alabasta, the Maxim mm. reaching the bell in Skypea. And now it's the floating on island going over to uh, the flower capital and dropping on them. Um, you know, they had Noah's Ark and Fishman Island. It's always a waste against time. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. One Piece was awesome, uh, as usual. Uh, it is time to randomize. King in Black. Um, this is another event. We had two events this week <laughs> come out. Uh, I do not mind this one that much. This is King in Black number one. Um, it is a it is a natural like spinoff of the Venom series. Um, my only questionability about it is that like I get oh well, you know what never mind. I defeated my own point in my head. I was about to say like this is <laughs> this isn't really affecting anybody else, but then I realized there's gonna be a ton of tie-ins involving everybody. Oh else. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, it starts off where we left off in the last Venom issue. Uh, Eddie Brock is, for whatever reason, standing on a building and is like, Cap, it's time. He's here. I can feel him coming closer. And he's talking about Null, the god of the symbiotes. And uh, he says it's time for the plan to go into effect. We get this cool two-page spread where Venom just has his, like Venom symbiote he's swinging. It's so fucking cool. Ryan Stegman yeah. back on art. Hell yes. Um He's he's a great artist. Um, and, you know, he's just thinking to himself, he's just like, man, I hate that my son has to live this life. You know, I wish I could, uh, I wish he could have just been somebody else and not had to deal with my fucking symbiote garbage. Um, meanwhile, in Avengers Island, uh, Captain America is coordinating with Tony Stark, who's like, who's got the spare uh, leftover Kree scroll armada ships in the air as like kind of trip mines for uh, Null's army and meanwhile he's got like heroes coordinating coming back together you know getting ready for it to be a second wave in case this doesn't work out the Null symbiotes trigger the bomb and it doesn't really work because more of them come we get this badass two-page spread where the fucking devils of Null just rain down from the sky as heroes make their way to scrap um meanwhile at this weird bunker that uh Peter Parker has access to uh Eddie Brock drops off his son Dylan so that you know he can't be involved in this and can't be murdered by Null and we cut to the battlefield where multiple avengers are like fighting for their lives um we get a little bit of their weakness in a way right we learn here that like the f- the Symbiote's weakness is generally uh, electricity-based powers, uh, mystical stuff, magic. So, you know, 
but there's not a lot of those heroes around. Um, and the Avengers are struggling a bit until they get a little bit of uh, cavalry called from Charles Xavier himself. And he says, if require, if you require backup, please stand by. My X-Men have arrived. Yeah, so he started turning shit up, you know. Yeah. Cable's here. Even though they like, said they were going to do away with the term X-Men. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, whatever. I guess it can't always be 100%. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's still cool. At, at least they, at least people know they're coming from Krakoa. Yeah. Um, By the way, adult, yeah, adult that's what, Cable. I was literally about to point that out. Is like, why is Cable <laughs> an adult here? Yeah. But he, I guess weird continuity issue i think like it was just a mistake but i'm not gonna fucking rip them apart <laughs> yeah that's what i man yeah. who cares this is all just fanfare anyway we all know what's about to happen yeah uh venom makes his way to this uh to the spire which was left over from the absolute carnage event this is basically um the center of control that carnage used in absolute carnage and he and it's up. incredibly gross yeah it's real sticky Sticky and gross. Like nightmare stuff. Like if you fell in that whoa. whoa. Anyway. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um Venom sits in the throne of Symbiote, uh, attaches himself so he can um so he can kind of be mission control for everybody. And um he's like, Oh no, it's not just null, it's not just symbiotes. Apparently Null went after the fucking celestials, killed them, and took their bodies. And yeah. at that point, a few of the handful of them, anyway. Yeah, at know. that point, it's just GG. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's shit! Not good for anybody. Yeah, no. everyone's looking like, damn. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they just pop up in the middle of Manhattan, um, and uh, Null pops out of one of their chests, just like, "I'm here now, and I've come to fuck shit up." Uh, he approaches the Avengers. They're just like, and who are you all supposed to be? You're not Venom. The fuck? <laughs> and um, they're all looking like, we're the last thing a guy like you wants to see. Hey, Tony, is he here? And Tony's like, yep, just got here. And they're like, cool. Go introduce yourself, Sentry. And Sentry's like, yes, sir, Captain. He comes down, kills one of the Celestials. Like one of the symbiote celestials, pretty cool. Easy mode, and for for those that don't know, Sentry is essentially Superman. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, yeah. he's not as as thorough as Superman, but you know he might as well be to these Marvel cats. Yeah, he came through, and, and there's a lot of other crazy stuff with him, but we're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah, Nola's like, no, I'll kill you for that, and um, Sentry picks him up, and he's like, hi, I'm Bob. And he's like about to talk major shit, drop some spicy language, and that's when uh, Nola's like, "Ah, never mind. I I know what you're I know what you're about. I'll." S-. And he just splits Sentry open. Easy money. What the fuck? Uh, I guess is that what he happened? He split his head open. Yeah, he split him open from the inside and bursted him. Oh my gosh! And that, and the void creature within him. I guess he killed that too. I guess. Well. Sentry gets one of these. Oh, he absorbed the void. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Um Well, Null is like OP beyond words now. I don't even know. I didn't even peep that. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I was thinking, where the fuck is Captain Marvel? Shouldn't she be fighting him or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she. And is. I guess it's too late for that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Same goes for the Incredible Hulk. I think it's looking kind of slow. Yeah, so at this point, King in Black is just, he just creates a big symbiote dome around the Earth. And Storm is trying her absolute best to try and keep shit together. Thor's not there because he's off doing Thor things. Uh, Man, yeah, he's trapped in fucking Doctor World. (laughs) Are we covering that this week? No. No, right? All right, I forgot to read it. It is interesting. It is really good. Yeah. But, um, okay, okay. But in any case. Yeah, he's trapped. He's he's, he's he's up Shit's Creek right now. Yeah, I think he captured Storm, too. And Xavier's not happy about that. His face is just like, "Mm, Storm. (laughs) No. Damn. (laughs) No. Um, and Venom's like, ah, oh, shit. Well, we have no choice. I have to go give him what he wants. And uh, Venom himself goes off to face Null. Uh, he calls Null over, and Null's like, oh, there you are. And then he just crashes. <laughs> fucking, oh, he crashes a hole. That was easy. He just snatches Venom out from the underground, and is like, check this out. I beat you, and I t- stomped your heroes. I took over the world. Um, <laughs> and now I'm gonna take your check son. this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at that and then um he's like <laughs> this is my favorite part. he's like wait i know you you're the host that beat my dragon thought i killed you mm-hmm. hmm. i do apologize but there's been a bit of confusion my fault really i should have specified which brock because he's about to kill his son so he snatches the venom, venom symbiote from eddie and drops him from the top of the tower and that's where the issue ends. Um, wowee. Uh, it was mostly a lot of action and stuff. Uh, big, big two-page spreads where, you know, Ryan Stegman is just kind of showing off. Um, but, um, yeah, what a way to start off the event. Uh, yeah, a, fat, a super L to the entire Marvel <laughs> Earth-based community. Yeah. It's... Y'all all lost. You yep. need Thanos or somebody else. Yep. Definitely not no fucking... Uh... Well, Thanos is dead. Oh, no. Th- yeah, Thanos is dead. Oh, Juju. <laughs> who, who else is dead? The Sentry was supposed to be one of those other guys. Yeah, he the Sentry lost. was supposed to be their GG machine, and he's done. He was. I didn't even know he was on the scene. Yes, he was one of the one of the American Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. He no, was no, around. He's not. he's not. That was Hyperion. You're confusing him with Hyperion. Um... Who is actually supposed, who is like closer to the Superman equivalent. But Sentry is just like supposed to be above that. So. He ain't stronger than Superman. Oh, he's definitely stronger than the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They usually call on him when they really need to get Hulk in line, where they're just like, come get the Hulk. He's wilding right now. Please. He's the only one. (laughs) Okay, come get your boy, the Hulk. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I I really enjoyed uh, Absolute Carnage. I thought it was like a lot of fun as a comic book. It wasn't like the deepest or you know whatever, but it is. Uh, Donny Cates puts out really fun comics, especially when they're like these big events. Um, I'm looking forward to it. He put Venom really on like a cosmic level, which is dope because before he was just eh, face alien symbiote pain in the ass to the the lowly street hero <laughs> Spider-Man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not to speak ill of my boy, but you know, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, this definitely takes Venom to a whole yeah. other level. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I can't wait uh, for this event. For someone who, like Josh said earlier, I am experiencing event fatigue, but if it's a good event, <laughs> I'm here for this, it. So this, is it the RGC for you? 
Oh, man. You know what? <sighs> no, it's not. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I don't know. All right. I, I don't know why. I, I think you're going to. There was me. another one that was actually my runner up. This was actually third place. Yeah, I think your runner up. I believe is my it or favorite. not, man. I think yeah. your runner up. And it wasn't favorite. an event. That's an. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's it, right? That's all the events? Yeah. So, okay. you know. But anyway. So that's, yeah. We got we to get a move on. It is time to randomize. World Trigger. And this is World Trigger, Chapter 204, The Away Mission, Part 2. Last we left off with World Trigger, uh, the Away Mission, uh, I guess, hopefuls have been called into a room. And uh, we're about to get underway with the Away Mission test, which will decide who's actually going on the Away Mission, who's qualified to be there. And it was revealed last chapter that there will be two tests, uh, two parts to the test. One is more like a uh, situational thing of uh, training people to learn the ship that they will be using to get around and uh, to practice like kind of living together. Because they're not just living with their squads, they're living with other squad mates. It's it's kind of like a, an exercise in that regard. And there will also be a battle component. And um, they also announced that they'd be splitting up uh, squads and mixing them up. With uh, new captains, which are going to be announced now. Uh, the first captain will be OG from OG Squad. Kitazo from... Uh, wait, did I skip a bunch? Okay, so squad captain number one is Utagawa from uh, from Kazama Squad, I believe. Don't remember. He's uh, an A-rank guy, actually. Um, so yeah, he's. I think he's their gunner. Uh, the second you know what? I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm just going to count on my hand I, I, like how many I don't remember. <laughs> and I'll tell you when it's finished. So that's one so far. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is uh, number two is OG, who is a B-rank captain already himself, uh, has faced off against Itadori, uh, Itadori uh, Osamu and uh, Tomakoma 2 already. <laughs> uh, the third captain is Kakizaki. Um, I forget this guy's squad. <laughs> but he is he's not a captain originally i think um the fourth squad captain is uh kitazoe from uh from kagera squad uh the grenader guy uh the fifth squad captain is kuruma from suzunari one the captain from suzunari one actually uh the squad six captain is the sniper from one of the a rank squads kodera um squad seven is captain suwa from squad uh, from Sua Squad, Squad Captain Eight is Nino Mia, GG. <laughs> uh, squad Captain Nine is uh, Mizukami, who I believe is a gunner or, or shooter from um, Ikoma Squad. The tenth Squad Captain is Murakami from Suzunari One, and the the eleventh Captain is Rokuro from Katori Squad. Um, and yeah, those are the 11 leaders. They were chosen for them. And also the operators. I'm not going to go through all the operators. It's a lot. <laughs> you got three? Who who don't you know? Oh, no, the three I don't know. Okay. The first guy, no idea. Um, Squad three captain, Kakizaki, no. F- I, I he's feel a like B-rank captain. Him. Yeah. He, they, oh, okay, okay, okay. He's a B-rank captain. I, I think we saw him in like the Nasu squad fight, if I remember correctly. I feel like I should know about Kodera. 
but he literally looks like leveled up Osamu. He lo- he literally looks like yes, come under my wing, Osamu. Yeah. I will show you how to be the glasses person the new, in this series I'm, I'm the and increase your player. level because he's a rank, right? He's yeah. literally what Osamu aspires to be. He has to be because he's like a lame character too, right? He's a sniper. He's an a rank sniper. The glasses guy. Yeah, I believe he's a sniper, Kodera. Shoei Kodera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Karuma. I don't know of him, but I you said Suzunari I and I was like, okay, he was just one of the other guys. Yeah, he's the captain of uh, Murakami squad. He's not special as far as we've seen. Like he hasn't had like a lot of moments. And Murakami's the, the one with the sword and shield and he goes can, to sleep in. Yeah. That was his captain. Okay. The number four attacker is Murakami. Yep. Uh, Got it. I don't think I need any to idea to... about the first guy, the A rank guy. Yeah. Any clue. Uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know that much about the operators because the operators are all scattered throughout different squads. I recognize some of them. Um, I know I see um, Ikoma Squad. Yeah, some of them I recognize. Ikoma Squad, uh, one I recognize. Uh, I remember the girl from Katori Squad is Hana. Uh, yeah, they they basically uh, switch up the operators as well. Uh, Usami is not going to be participating in on a squad as she is going to administer the test from behind the scenes. Um, and now, now the captains get to choose their, uh, their squad mates. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to the 2021 border away mission draft. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> With this, we're gonna yeah. get, give it away to the commissioner of border that is that I have bestowed upon him. Uh, take it away, Edge Lord Brian. Give us the picks. Thank you, thank you, Christian. Uh, what a beautiful night it is today. <laughs> Here we are gathered all together to welcome all these new agents to this test. <laughs> <laughs> and now announcing. The first overall draft pick of the first round, Ninomiya Squad selects Azuma. Yeah. <laughs> the Az- sniper. Azuma's on Ninomiya okay. Squad. Pretty wild. Uh, even when Yeah, he, he, he went for probably, he's arguably the, the, best, the best fight out of them all, even if he's just a sniper. Literally. Like, he used to be a number one A-rank captain, Azuma is. Um, Suwa himself yeah. even calls him out. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Ever heard of balance? Yeah. Like, <laughs> w- what's going on here, man? Is this shit rigged? This- <laughs> yeah, it-, it was simply a matter of, of the number one team, but the number one, I mean, the, num- the number one pick going to who was the most talented person there, period. Pretty much. There's okay. no other thoughts, and he's going to probably form his squad around that. Uh, nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for real. Brian, what is the next pick? For the number two draft in the first round, Kakizaki selects Kage. Yeah, Kagura is the second Ooh. overall pick. Good choice. The guy's a beast. Uh, yeah, he's a top five attacker, is he not? No. Only oh. because he's he wiles out too much and he is not a. Yeah, he's a little inconsistent. He loses he's a lot. He's one of those if he ref, if, if he if he if he shade if he refined himself, he could probably be. No, okay. he he he's only not in the top five because of character issues. Essentially, is that he keeps losing oh. points because he wilds out too much. Um, wow. But, yeah, that's why. Um, okay, I forgot about that. 
Killer yeah, but choice. all of that bullshit aside, he's a beast. He got natural knack for fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a real nice side effect. Yeah, the power to feel negativity towards him. It's pretty yes. cool. Um, Brian, take it away with the third pick. The number three... The, the number three... <laughs> <laughs> the number three draft pick in the first round goes to... OG selects... Suji from OG squad select Suji. (laughs) Yeah, from Nino Mio squad. He's one of the attackers from. He's the guy with the other guy with the um, Kogetsu. Katana Mm, chose him over. Who was available? A lot of people. That's interesting. There's a there's a lot of there's a handful of other attackers on that list that are like, I guess really good, and that just shows. I guess he is that good. I don't think I don't remember him being top five or even top ten. But if he's on Nino Mia's squad, he's at least a really smart and capable fighter, right? And yeah. uh, he's not going to hold you back. Hey, that's for sure. He's the top B rank attacker. He has to be because he's on Nino Mia's squad. What's interesting I forgot mm-hmm. to mention is that the pool every every round has like a select amount of people you can choose from. So they randomized it in that fashion that you can't just choose anybody within the rounds. You have to pick from the list that is within each round of the draft, essentially. So yeah, 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 and it's because it's 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 essentially random. There's not. Oh, I need to let my cat out. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it, it was random. It wasn't like oh, this is the these are the best players available. Then the secondary. It's not like an actual real sports draft. Go Coco. Yeah. Just standing there waiting, like oh, should I go out the door? Anyway. Yeah, Brian. With uh, with that being said, move on to the fourth pick. For the number four overall draft pick of the first round, Mizukami selects Tetsuji. Yeah, he picks Arafune from Arafune squad. Uh, All-arounder, really. A sniper, an attacker. Um, Good choice. Not very bad. Yeah, hybrid. A nice hybrid uh, hybrid guy. You could could put and plug him in a lot of different situations. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Brian, fifth pick. For the fifth overall draft pick in the first round, Murakami drafts Daichi. He picks uh, Daichi Susumi from the uh, Sua Squad. He's the double shotgun guy. Uh, the other double shotgun guy from Sua Squad. This is an interesting pick for Murakami. I wonder uh, I wonder what he really brings. I think like Susumi is a very uh, insistent attacker. Um, like a lot of people from Sua Squad, he's got a lot of headstrong ability. Like he's... Uh, very persistent guy. I'm I'm cool with this pick. I, I'm interested to see what Susumi yeah. brings to the high team. IQ guy too. Yeah. You know, no for sure. Brian, move on with the sixth pick. For the sixth overall pick in the first round, Kodera selects Okudera. Oh, one of the one of the one of the tw- not twins, but one of the friends, right? The yeah. duo from Asuma Squad. Um, mm. interesting. A younger guy, too. Like, he picked a rook, basically. Yeah, which is, you know, they, was, they, they, they made a point to say that, you know, when they when they fight together, like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're as nice. good as, you know, like, any, I guess, attacker. But he's just one piece of that. I think he's looking and to get I the just, second. Huh? I think he's looking to get the second piece, too. Like, he's, he's, he's drafting Okudera with the expectation to also get the other one. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think also yeah, what, we'll what, what's really smart, I, I think what's interesting about this pick is that Okudera is basically a student of Azuma. 
So you have like someone who's got under the wing of arguably the best agent in the in border. So yeah, it's interesting. So I guess not bad for what's available. Yeah. Um, Brian, move on to the second, the seventh pick. The seventh pick for the seventh pick in the first round. Kuruma selects Atsushi. This is Hokari. Um, I think also from Azuma Squad. He's I, w- I want to say he's an attacker. I'm not really sure. I don't remember his role. Azuma Squad? Not Azuma Squad. Sorry. From uh, Arafune Squad. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember <laughs> what he brings to the table. Really, it's been a while since his rank war with uh, with Takamakoma too. But he's not bad yeah. if he's on uh, if he's on uh, Arafune. That was a good team. I remember. Um, ready to move on to the eighth pick, Brian. For the eighth overall pick in the first round, Sua Squad selects Oki. Oki. Oh, one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, the sniper from the uh, the mobile sniper. Yeah, from Ecoma. That specializes in grasshopper and trick shots. Yeah, it, good choice. Uh, Koji's uh, he's a very smart, kind of capable, like very uh, adept. Like Josh said, kind of like a fun wild card sniper where he he's very creative the people of a coma squad are generally very creative folks um they're very laid back and free free spirited so their attacks are usually something you don't see coming and i think they would gel well with sua honestly because sua's kind of a chill dude yeah uh ninth pick brian for the ninth pick in the overall draft utagawa squad uh, selects urushima I don't remember this person. I don't think they've actually been shown. It's one of the B-rank characters that... B-rank squads that we haven't seen, if I remember correctly. But I don't I don't recall this character at all. Maybe it's a new wild card that will actually prove to be pretty uh, important down the line. Maybe it'll be the difference maker for Utagawa. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about Hiroshima. I think he's genuinely a new character. Um that's all I got to say. Move on to the 10th pick. For the 10th pick in the overall draft, Kitazo squad selects Kazuto. I, I don't Tonuka. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where Tanuka was. Because <laughs> I, I remember the name. I just don't remember a lot about the guy. Um, but uh, Same big question mark. Guess we're going to find that in a few chapters. Yeah. 11th picker, Brian. We gave Wakamura Yoshido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the last one kind of left. Uh, he's, this, he's um, I believe, another sniper from Arafune. Oh, you know what? I think... The he was Arafune, the guy that was complaining. You know what? <clears throat> Arafune squad is an all-sniper squad. I forgot about that. Oh, and that one guy... Yeah, the other guy the is a sniper. And, yeah. And Arafune can use both the sniper rifle and the sword. Um. With that, we move on to pool two. Basically, before the we go round. there, though, can somebody answer why they're fo- like, like when it comes to like the selection of an agent, why Wakamura gets the most like, like we get more insight on what he's thinking more than everybody else. I think because he's like the newest guy. Like he's- so, he's kind of like our like kind of, he's kind of like. Supposed to teach us. I think about it's interesting because or? he has the least advantage in this um, 
in this particular scenario because I think we see a little less of him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know why specifically they choose to focus on um on Wakamura. I don't think there's that much focus on him as as you may think. It doesn't seem like this like it's specialized because they show this guy thinking too. This guy thought about his squad breakdown before so making his selection. I don't I don't think there's that much um as much as you think. I think it's literally as close as uh, the closer we got to him, and because he had last pick. So he this whole time yeah. he was just reacting to the people he wanted to be taken, essentially. But um, yeah. With that being said, move on to pool two, Brian. The second round of the draft, Wakamura sixth this time. But uh, there's a new <laughs> order. They basically draw straws in order to pick who's that, who's uh, who's picking first. So go on with the first pick of the second round, Brian. For the first overall pick in the second round, Utagawa squad selects. Kuga. Oh, yeah. they got a good one. Yeah. See, I didn't realize that when you talked, I thought that it was just the first. I didn't realize that there was multiple pools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, damn, y'all picking like all these guys over, all these attackers over Kuga, but not really. Yeah. He just wasn't available. And yeah. there he goes. He got with the first pick. I mean, GG Machine <clears throat> all the way around. Yeah. Pretty much carried. Yeah, he carried. Carve you up. He and carried then take Tomakama you out for lunch for... later, man, as a, as one of the bros. Yeah, he carried to- Com- Tomakama two for most of the rank wars. Uh, what else to say? Oh yes, he's his the man. Back is, uh... you know, it's bad. Yeah, he's the man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Go on with the second pick, yeah, Brian. It. For the second overall pick in the second round, Ninomiya squad drafts Chika. Yeah, Chica got taken in the second pick. Um, That's pretty cool. He's got mad beef with her sister. Or <laughs> brother, what is, is that what it is? Or her brother or sister? No, no, no. I think it's, oh yeah, her, her brother, because her brother was like taking border equipment and using it to go to the neighbor world. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess there'll be some development there. Also, just logically a good choice, um, especially now that Chica's like more than just a cannon. She's learning to use different aspects of like the Trion battles, all that stuff, the Trion weapons, and all that stuff. So easy second choice, um, honestly. Bro. It's also a little bit, a little interesting because now he's got two snipers on his team. Mm-hmm. Even though, like you said, Chica can do a little bit more, and he's probably gonna press her too. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised oh, if he uses her more. Of a Imagine shooter. he switches her from being a sniper. Yeah, I, I to imagine. a fucking shooter man, yeah. and says, "You know what, Osamu." <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Why don't you go? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pick up a sniper and look around for that shit. <laughs> I mean, Osama's not a captain this time, so you know it's not really up to him anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna say, "Bitch, you better get out there and go do something." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, go on with the and Osama. Yo, what the best shooter and the best sniper? Oh my. Anyway, all right. That was, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. They got a monster team. Uh, go for the third pick, Brian. For the third pick in the second round, OG Squad selects Ikoma. I was a little shocked by this. I don't. I don't know how well Ikoma will mesh with OG because they both have like very different styles. Uh, OG is a very like stout strategist, and Ikoma is just like, we'll just do it, <laughs> you know. Mm. But I love Ikoma. He picked two. He picked two really strong attackers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. for yeah, initially, as he's a shooter, I think that's pretty smart. Also, yeah. I also, Ikoma is like the sixth overall attacker in border, so it's not a bad choice, honestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, OG's are actually he's a he's a bit of a he's a mix too. He's all rounder, right? He could he could shoot he, and he could, um and he's an attacker, right? I believe he's a shooter primarily, but uh, yeah, I don't recall exactly. Um, hmm. fourth pick, Brian. For the fourth pick in the second round, Kitazo squad selects Shiro. Yeah, Kikuchi Hara has been chosen by Kitazoe. Pretty good, pretty useful, like side effect. He can just uh, has very acute hearing, very good for for Kitazo. Um, um what what kind of fighter is he? Is he an attacker, a shooter, an attacker. gunner? He's an attacker. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I think it's really interesting that he got chosen. That Kuga got chosen over him. Yeah, shit, any coma for that matter. Well, Kuga's just like an uh, just would have been just a rank. Like all true, he's a complete animal. Mm-hmm. So let's say aside from Kuga. You would think that Shiro would would have got chosen before um, even uh, Ikoma. No, cause just because he's a rank doesn't mean that he's a better attacker. Yeah, he just has that really good. He just has a really good uh, side effect. Okay. Yeah, All I right. would say that. Um, Makes sense. Go on with the fifth pick, Brian. For the fifth overall pick in the second round, Mizukami selects Yutaka. Yeah, this is Kashio from OG. Oh, Kashio, yeah, remember he's the watch. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, he's from OG Squad, I believe. Um, attacker. Yeah. Good choice. OG Squad is full of good, good, uh, good fighters, so can't go wrong really with OG Squad. So you got an attacker and a sniper attacker hybrid with him to um, go along with another shooter. Okay, not bad. He doesn't ahead. have a lot of talent on the squad, unless you think. Mr. Sniper Attacker is the is the hottest shit ever. Then he's probably the I best. I don't know. I mean, no, actually, he's the, the best. He's the best one on the crew right now. I think so too. Um, Broccoli Head ain't really about it. He's really just. I think. You know, Azu- I, guess a, I think uh, Arafune brings a lot of like variety because he essentially gets a sniper and attacker in one. So that's mm-hmm. why he chose him. Um, but anyway, six pick Brian. For the sixth overall pick in the second round, Wakamura selects Hisato. Sasamori from Suwa Squad. I really like Sasamori, honestly. Um, he's not the strongest attacker, but he's like ultra brave and very insistent and very willing to get better. Um, so he's got a lot of spirit, and I think that translates a lot to the battlefield if he were to like train up and be a little stronger. Um, mm. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Um, ninth pick, Brian. Isn't it seventh? No, wait. Did I skip one? Oh, no, right. Yep, Sorry. seventh and eighth yeah, at the bottom. Sorry. Seventh pick. Brian. In the seventh pick in the overall second round, Kodera selects Utah. I don't remember exactly where Miura is from. I believe he's an attacker, and he's from um, the same squad as the dude that picked up. Um, he's with the girl. That's an all-rounder. Won't choose what to stick with, but she's really talented. Oh, yeah, remember? Katori. Yeah, he's from Katori's squad. And Katori's not there. Is she not there? In Katori this is there, but she's probably in the third pool. Yeah, oh, Katori okay, is okay. there. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, not a bad choice. 
Katori squad is like a competent squad. Um, Brian, go for it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was worth being picked over the person that was picked next. Oh yeah, honestly, opinion, I think we'll you're see. right about that. I think that was a mispick, you know. But uh, for the eighth pick in the overall second draft, Murakami selects Yuko. Yeah, Kuma guy from Nasu. So, um. Yeah, I mean she's yeah good... she she yeah she's an attacker and she's she's not stupid you know she's 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 high IQ she played she she has another person on her team that's really strong and, and talented in uh in Nasu herself right mm-hmm. and then she's got mad heart you know this this dude it just seems timid and you know I don't think he's any brighter than her mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. So it was just weird. I don't know. I guess, I, you know, for a moment, I, I really did. It's not that I confused her with Nasu. I just kind of put them on the same level for a moment in my mind. And then I realized, oh, she's not really like, you know, she, Nasu pulls the heavyweight on mm-hmm. that squad the same way Kuga was. You know, that's the whole reason they're even in B rank, uh, honestly. Yeah. Nasu, by the way, um, not participating because of health reasons. Um, which oh. Is, which is a bummer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kuma guy's a great pick, honestly. Um, I, I and it's funny that Murakami selected her because he's the one who beat her in the rank war with Tamakoma too, which is fun. Cause so they fought like already, so he already knows what she's made of, and she sees yeah. something in her. He sees something in her. Uh, go on with the ninth pick, Brian. For the ninth pick in the second round, Kuruma selects Nomoru. Yeah, uh, Korai, also from Azuma Squad. Uh, yeah, the second half, and it, did he did he get his brother? I mean, his no, 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 right? Wasn't him. No, he's got no, the other sniper up. from Arafune. Um, a balanced team, uh, because uh, this guy uh, Kuruma, he's a sniper. He's a um, not a sniper. He's a gunner. Uh, he he now has a sniper and attacker, so he's got a nice balanced squad, and he can pick somebody else at the in the next round to balance that out even further. I think, like, the rub on um, on Kuruma is that he's also kind of a strategist himself, very similar to Osamu, where he has an ace that he likes to use and play a lot and relies on. So it's an, it'll be interesting to see what he does with, with both of these characters. Yeah, he's the guy that took the Kieran dude, right? So he's on the same... So Mikumo's no, on the same team as... Wait, we're not up to Mikumo yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I I went ahead. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, well. With that being said, Brian, tenth pick for the tenth pick in the second round. Sua Squad selects Osamu Mikumo. <laughs> yeah, he kind of got picked because of a technicality since he, this dude already had a sniper, so he would have been last. But it is what it is. You know, Osamu doesn't really put in any work aside from in the planning room and i feel like sua and a lot of these these other captains are like man i can figure this shit out <laughs> i don't need most too. Yeah. uh yeah you know what's weird is that sua actively chooses not to have two snipers while ninomiya does like maybe maybe well, Nino Mia look plans... who he chose though bro Come yeah on. but maybe he plans to like teach her a little something about how to like manipulate try on itself like because that's There's something no that he does right it. with his hound bullets like maybe like since she has so much try on like he could teach her how to do more uh, advanced shit 
I think with her sniping um um the the the, the swordsman dude in that in their latest fight against Nino Mia squad, I think that opened not only her eyes but everybody else. Mm-hmm. There's no more thinking about it. It's she's going to split your fucking wig. Right. And I and and I don't think he's gonna take no for an answer. He's gonna say, Yeah, you have all of this try on and talent and you're gonna be on my team, little girl. <laughs> you're gonna put that ass to work. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you you ain't I ain't selling for you busting off these cannons yeah. from, from your perch. You that's what I got your man's Azuma for. He's gonna be like like, Yeah, you know, I'm gonna just be chilling. Yeah. But you Yeah. Uh I think it's an interesting pick for Sua in particular. Yeah, back to Osamu. Um, look who's on his squad. He's got the sniper from Ikoma. He's got Kikuchihara, who he already gels with. Honestly, like he does. He has a good relationship with Kikuchihara. Um, it's a really like smart pick because he also has a big brain on his team, as well as a shooter. They're all pretty smart, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just glad that we get to see more Sua. Honestly, <laughs> oh, I love Sua. Yeah, he likes Sua, right? He's kind of cool. I mean, he's kind of. <laughs> I think Sua's. A he's not cool. really. I don't know. He only sta- he he stands out purely because of his character and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, Definitely totally. nothing in the combat. Like, yeah. what does he have? The two shotguns? Is that yeah, what he has two shotguns. Well, but his team is also like very assault based. Like they're they they're fucking we, lame, bro. Come on. Like, 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 I'll like say this. we haven't seen right? Sua Squad do anything since their first rank war. So as far as we know, they all could have leveled. Well, no, we Sua Squad and 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 um. No, they won. We 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 saw no, Logan there. Remember that match after. Squad. Remember that match after the Tomacoma two victory. Like yeah, that he was got, a little he bit got of bodied, there. bro, and he was relying on the lame dude to win for them, and he like, <laughs> threw up a shield that got sniped. Still, come on. Squad. I think we're gonna learn. His a little squad bit about is lame. Sue I think we're gonna is... learn a little bit about Sue this 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 arc. We'll see. I think he did a smart thing I... where he picked people. Who do things that he's not particularly good at, and that's what a leader does. He just tries to fill in the inconsistencies yeah. of what he can do. No, I, I, I like that. I, I want to call that the the soccer character. For those who don't know, that's a character yeah. from the Avatar series. No powers, but very smart and and does clutch things. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Maybe like a Captain America or something. Or <laughs> Black Widow. Right. <laughs> so oh, man, who knows? Maybe Sua might learn a thing or two about like tactics from osamu yeah and maybe oh see fuck sua bro fuck sua no offense but (laughs) my 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 thinking immediately is when is osamu going to step it up and i'm looking at his team and i'm like i don't know about this one i think maybe in the next arc (laughs) he's gonna have some development man yeah i don't know about this one maybe he'll learn things about life and teamwork i think he's a little bit better with that Huh? I think Kuchiara would teach him something. I don't know. It's an Avery. They could probably an teach him to have more confidence in a fight because you know Sua is all about like getting into the fight while Osama nah, Osama out of the just fight, just you know? just beat Ninomiya. All right, he beat him with a trick shot. He made a p- yeah, but it's, it's like, he's not scrapping. You know, he's not in like he's not in fights all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're right. He'll he'll be he'll get a cheap shot in or he'll like outsmart you, but. Maybe this is Osamu's time to learn to turn his brain off, you know? Who knows? In certain situations. Yeah, there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. But Brian, go on with the final pick. For the 11th pick in the second round, we just gave Kaka- Kakizaki Taichi. Yeah. 
Tai Chi is Tetsuyaku. The sniper from Murakami Squad is, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it is from Murakami Squad. I remember his hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually a pretty cool character. He's he was sick. He knew he was gonna be picked last because he's a Sinana Knife. I think he's like a We learned something new about Bagworm. Oh, did we? I did. Oh yeah, you're right. Apparently I, I Bagworm drains Tryon as you have it on. Yeah, because because it's constantly on you and you know, it's like it just slowly drains you. I always thought that it taking up a complete slot is enough of a of a handicap, but the fact that it does I guess it's not like an intense drain. It's probably just slight. Yeah, it's just slight. But they said like if there's a challenge that has to do with longevity or something like that. Well, let me actually go back to what they said. I actually wanted to hear your uh, your thoughts. Does Chica wear a, a bagworm? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people but do. Chica Even has like, sometimes. Chica has like a near fucking endless well of try try on. It seems that it doesn't really even matter. Dude, I'm just so interested to see what Ninomiya is going to do with Chica, dude. <laughs> like, I'm just beef. so curious. Um, yeah, so apparently all the chapter ends with Osamu thinking to himself, like, oh shit, three of us are already in different squad. And that leaves our boy Hughes to be in the final pool, pool three. Um, and there are a couple mm-hmm. names that are interesting. One thing is, oh, Hughes Cronin. I was about to say Mike, Michael Cronin is here, which is the engineer for Tamakoma 2, but it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, Hughes. But they made his last name the same. They, they, yeah, they it's a cover. Um, All right. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of interesting names. Kitora's in this squad, uh, in this pool. Um, mm-hmm. Yuba's in this pool. Uh, Yuba's in this pool. Holy shit. I just realized that. Uh, wow. Emma is in this pool. There's a lot of interesting characters still left. Um, Wait, Yuba? Is that uh the, is that the, the Pompadour sniper? Yeah. No, not Pompadour sniper, the uh, Oh double sniper. Oh, it's the dude with the double guns. Yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh the guy from Overwatch. What's his face? McCree. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm into it. Yeah, there's still there's still a lot of interesting. Uh we're not gonna complete the draft here, unfortunately, because we only got one chapter of World Trigger this month. Um Yikes. And this is the last chapter of twenty twenty. Uh I'm glad it's I'm so glad it's back. Uh, did it return this year? No, it? last year. I don't year. think so. I think last year. Last year. It, it was last year in the fall. Yeah, because I remember it missed a couple months, like, here and there. So, it makes mm. sense. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, lots of fun. I can't wait to see what ha- whose squad goes where. Where does Hughes end up? Um, we had a lot of, I had a lot of fun reading this. Yeah, you know, I, I read this really fast when I was at work, and I was kind of down, because I was like, oh, man, I really want to enjoy this chapter for World Trigger, but I knew it was going to be a lot funner when we actually talked about it, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hype is here, and I know, and I, now I know I have a, a much better idea of who the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, World Trigger yeah. is, like, cool in that it, it, it's one of the manga that really makes me think a lot. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, how would that pairing end up? And this mm-hmm. is a cool way to shake it up. And honestly, also, it's kind of like a good way to remind us who the characters are after, like, the big... Yeah, it, it was helpful. And also, uh, somewhat of a ranking, because, you know, uh, some people were choosing based on, like, necessity and, and technicality, but it was generally uh, who's the better people were picked first and the mm-hmm. lesser was picked last. So just it was like nice to kind of see that peck in order and even think about that. Yeah, just like a real draft. Yeah. They they pick their best. They like first draft is the fucking killers, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Azuma and Kuga, and I I, I imagine Yuba is probably going to be the first overall pick of the next one, or Katora because she's an A rank. Yeah, 
Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so much. No fun. way that Ninomiya gets the top three <laughs> every single time, oh right? He didn't get the top this time. Yo, Ninomiya got lucky. He got no, the number one he, pick the first time. He right? got the second one. Yeah, he got the second one. Then he one. got the second one after the right in the second mm-hmm. pool. Hopefully, he'll get like 11th or something. His record wasn't yeah, even his bad. Too good. He must be cheating. I really thought he was going to have Osamu in the squad, but it makes sense. It, it makes more sense that Chica would be. I like that development much better. Yeah, yeah it's really unfortunate Neomiya got two. It's like if the Chiefs got like both the first and second overall picks of there. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like what? Golden State getting James Weissman. Yeah. It's a, yeah, World Trigger is a lot of fun. I mean, this is a this is a closeted sports manga that I'm really enjoying. <laughs> Literally had a draft and a whole sporting event. Uh, huge fan. But um, I'm just gonna be sad when we move past the this whole part of the series and we have to go to actual combat. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> who knows? Who I'm gonna knows miss. Happen? I'm gonna miss this. <laughs> uh, who knows what'll happen? Maybe there'll be training simulations where they get to fight. Um, yeah, I, we, like we just had a rank war. He's he's not going to get directly into just yeah. focused combat. It's it's, it's going to be different. Yeah, there will be. Another he definitely team. has the leg room too right now. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any case, that was World Trigger. So so fun. We love it. Every we every time it comes out, we're just like hardcore. Um, but anyway, it is time to randomize. Batman. Second place. Is no. this your RGC? Oh. Oh, no. I think I skipped it. Fuck. I skipped a thing. My bad. What? Re-randomize. Oh, come on. Is, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? I skipped a lot. I'm really sorry. Bat- uh, Batman is not it. It's uh, Hellions. The X-Books are next. Oh, we okay. actually <laughs> got a lot left. You're just show. really excited to get to World Trigger. Yeah, we actually got a lot left in this show, in all honesty. Oh, yes. But uh, yeah, let's get through. Um, more. Well, I think we can get through these pretty quickly. This is Hellions number seven. Uh, fresh out of X of Swords, uh, Mr. Sinister is still pr- crying crocodile tears about the Hellions that he murdered uh, not too long ago. And so I, I feel like they're making fun of something here. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a reference to something, man. Maybe I don't know. No, it's not. I think it's maybe just... comic book Harold will know when I watch him later or something. <laughs> I feel like there's something here that was sinister. I, I don't know. No, I think Sinister is just a dramatic character, and they were just. It's already been decided that the Hellions that were killed on Krakoa or in Araco were to be resurrected. So, and but Mister Sinister doesn't know this, so they're just letting him be a drama queen just for their oh i was talking about the cover actually oh, the being cover? like a like a, like they're making i think they're making fun of something oh yeah i don't know maybe but yeah i'll figure it out yeah okay so at the hatchery they realize they professor x is walking over to the uh to where they resurrect mutants with the five the five mutants that are in charge of resurrecting mutants and um everybody's like kind of fine the people who died here um Except for Nanny and um, and uh, Wild Child, who died on Araco, so they came back, but they're they're fine, but they're more extra, like they're more even more stereotypical versions of themselves, or more intense versions of their personalities than uh, than they were. When and they Amethyst, I mean, yeah, they died. They no, they, they died, died in Araco. 
In Iraq? Are you sure? Yeah. They said they died on Iraqo. They didn't die in Amonth. Um, Amonth is a different place from Morocco still. Yeah, I know. But um, uh, okay, I guess I was remember when they walked in confused when, when they met up with those like gross mutants? That was Morocco. Yeah, I I thought they were in, in Amon. Nah. Um, okay. So yeah, they're they're just like a little extra, and uh, the orphan maker has been remained inside of his like egg because. And I looked this up before actually reading this. I looked up Orphan Maker's powers, and his powers were never actually confirmed ever. Oh, wow. But it was revealed a long time ago that his actual powers are devastating. And that's why he wears the suit, is to kind of continue. Oh, wow. Um, we cut over to Emma's like White Palace place, where Havoc is talking to Emma and is just like, man, I don't want to be on this fucking team. And uh, Emma's like, it's best for everybody that you're there, honestly. Like, you may be the lesser evil in the in that squad, but that's why we need you there, basically. Um, Whose idea was it to put um, him there? I think it was the council in general. Mm. Like they all because he's a Summers, basically, right? Well, because he's like the craziest Summers. It looks like worse than Vulcan. Probably worse than Vulcan, because. Yeah, maybe worse than Vulcan. I really don't know about Havoc, man. I really don't. I just know about X-Men First Class, and he was pretty chill, man. <laughs> he's had a... I guess he's had a dark period, it looks like. Yeah. Um, Back at the bar, Sinister, everybody is just, like, wondering. is like, what does Sinister do to us? <laughs> Basically, like, I know he just <laughs> didn't die. So, Sinister... Right, they just know. They didn't need any other clues or nothing to, nothing to tiptoe off to it. They just off the rip, like, yeah, this something wild happened. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Sinister comes in with a new mission. Um Nanny has been pretty upset that she can't have Peter back because Peter needs his suit to be contained and there's no suit for Peter to have. So what they have to do is that Mr. Sinister basically gives them the mission to infiltrate um Nanny's old ship which is an egg that has legs growing out of it. Um and get and help her craft a new suit so they can resurrect Peter fully, uh, the or- orphan maker. And, you know, uh, Grey Crows looks at Sinister's like, hey, are you leading us on this one? And Sinister's like, no, I don't want to do anything with you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I hate you, essentially. Um, but anyway, that's when Havoc comes in. Is like, sorry, I'm late. What did you do, Sinister? Like, he just gets into business right, right real fast. Like, how'd you get us all killed? And the rest of the Hellions all turn around and it's like, yeah, how did you do that? What did you do to us? Uh, and as they're closing in and they're about to force him to talk, um, Psylocke steps in and is like, just get on the gent or you'll be on your back. Those are your choice. And the Hellions are like, fine. And they all fuck yeah, they off. they don't want no problems with Psylocke. <laughs> I think they just don't want to fight you know, amongst each other when Sinister is the real problem, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and because, and um, Sila looks over to him. They have this little moment where this is kind of like a reference to one of the first series of the Dawn of X called Fallen Angels, where it's revealed that Quanon, uh, Psylocke, has a daughter and has been. Can't remember that story? Yeah. Holy. And uh, so I haven't heard that name. A path in Mad Law. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost a year. Um, and Sinister has been keeping her daughter alive after being possessed by this weird techno god. So, you know, 
that's that's why uh Psylocke is like right on his side all the time. Yeah. Um anyway, they cut over to the ship as they're heading over to where uh Nanny's ship is and have it confront Psylocke about it. He's just like, Why are you protecting him? And you know, Psylocke is doesn't answer, but she also is sick of Sinister's bullshit, so she has a little bit of a, a moment of rebellion against Sinister where she basically crashes his plane that he's actually emotionally attached to um, because the ship has an AI called Clive. And as they're crashing through the building, they're just like, Clive! Yeah. <laughs> he's so mad about his ship. Yeah, he's not very happy. Um, but yeah, they get onto the ship, but they find out that there's already company here. It's these big, doofy robot things. And um smile bots. Yeah, smile bots. Um Nanny and Wild Child robot smile food. Yeah, Wild Child and, and Nanny are not having it, so they just immediately just destroy these things. But um that's not all who's there. It turns out that uh Cameron Hodge is also here and is taking over Nanny's ship. Is that the religious dude? No, he's a guy who I looked him up a little bit. Um, he's merged with Phalanx of some what? sort. So he's part Phalanx, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Look at the techno stuff in his neck. Okay. Yeah. And that's where the issue ends. They're about to face off against Cameron Hodge. Um, then what's he mean? Pure human race, nigga. You part robot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, Am I missing something? I think half Phalanx is what he considers the pure human race. Ah, I see. Yeah. But um, that was hell. We're all basically androids right now, anyway. Yeah. This, sure. This was my certified oh, issue. Fair enough, Brian. Certified VGI. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. You made that up. <laughs> You're dead ass serious. You saying that to be funny, or you for real, bro? No. <laughs> you seem genuinely hurt. Very upset right now. Are you for real? I just want to know. You haven't confirmed it. I did, because you've just been so sad. <laughs> oh wow! Frozen. I'm just <laughs> hurt, bro. I'm sorry. I'm I'm stunned. That's the word. I'm stunned, Christian. Hellions has been fun. I don't know what you want me to say. It has been. It's been great. <laughs> but when it's not even on my top three radar, what was and then you favorite? hit me with some with this. Is this how it felt whenever I picked Black Clover? Is this how it felt with these the same feelings? Yeah. All right, it's all even now. We all understand. We're all on a. Hey, we man. all came to an understanding. Yeah. Let's move on to X Factor. Uh, this. <laughs> oh, this is. A, <laughs> is this uh? Anybody else's VGI? No. no. This is X-Factor number five. Um, in a series that has a lot to do with the resurrection process, um, this is basically what um, this is about, is trying to make them safe again. Uh, the X-Factor yeah. guys solved the case of the mutant who died in Mojo World, so the five are now going to get to work in resurrecting her, but they first need to confirm that it's safe to do so. Um, so they get Rachel... Uh, summers to do a chrono scan of rock slide's mind to see what can happen what what happened with him when he got resurrected 
and it basically turns out to be inconclusive. Um, all she mm. sees is that the memory of uh, of Polaris being utterly depressed that he died and he couldn't bring her back. Um, there's this moment where like he also says I'm sorry to Rachel and seemingly tosses her out. Um, but Rachel clarifies that that was the end of the Kronos uh, scanning. Like that's the beginning point. So, you know, there's nothing Meaning. left to see. There's nothing left to see, I guess. Your boy's only a week old or something like yeah. that. He's essentially a newborn. Like he's a baby now. He's got a baby brain. <laughs> and Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, they they start resurrecting mutants again with a fresh batch of eggs that weren't that, you know, just to be safe. And Yeah, that weren't scrambled already. Yeah. And the girl who was resurrected from Mojo World is totally fine. She flies, you know, she's happy. And there's this moment with Emma where she expresses deep regret over losing Santo, the rock slide character, um, because, you know, it really hurts her. And she was headmistress of the school for a while, so it makes sense that she has, like, this attachment to these kids. Um, It's a very sad moment. Um, But in any case, that's when they all... uh, fuck off and they do they you know she buys a, a drink with Danny. It's all happy now. Um there's a moment where uh what's his name? North Star's sister gets jealous of uh of Deccan messing around with Polaris. Uh he peeps that and it, you know she try he tries to make that right because they're together now. I guess they're a thing. I don't know if he's manipulating her with his powers because he's got hormonal control. But you know no, I think they made up. I think it was kind of implied that he wasn't doing all of that. That it was like genuine. When when, when they did, you remember when he went back early? Because mm-hmm. yeah, wanted to. You know, they had some moments. I, I I like I said, I think it's genuine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that happens. It's a it's a grand old time at the X Force, um, headquarters. Rockslide gets a little moment of uh, seeing an aurora in the sky, an aura in the sky. It's very sweet. And then all of a sudden, they hear a blood-curdling scream. They look over, and it turns out uh, Siren, I guess the sister of Banshee, has been murdered. (laughs) So now it's up to X-Factor Investigations to solve the murder. Yeah. Or she just fucking fell out the sky. But she can fly. Lost her power. Well, why would she lose her power on Krakoa? You know, someone killed her. She had to have been murdered. But either way, they need to, like, confirm the way that she died in order to re- start the resurrection process, I believe. Hmm. But I wonder who would have killed her. There's no killing other mutants. Yeah, right? That is pretty crazy. Yeah. And anyway. Oh, so both of these twins could fly? Is that what's going on? They're, they both could fly and do stuff like... Uh, sure, North Star right. has like super speed of some sort, stuff. Like okay, that. but um, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll, we'll figure. I'll figure it out by next time. Two fun X books. Uh, I guess this is the start of the reign of X. Half of the yeah. story. Um, not a bad start. Couldn't say anything bad about it. It is time. Randomizer. You said, "Is this ice, <laughs> dickhead? Is it cold?" My Hero Academia. Let's oh. go. Uh, Brian, I'm assuming RGC. this is your RGC. <laughs> oh, no, nah, it's your not RGC. my RGC. 
What? This is the oh, only wow. time So it's not our. So which? So it's it's neither my academia nor one piece. Neither. Yeah, I decided neither of them. Right. They're both too good. All right. Well, this is Josh's RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Boom. Yeah, niggas. Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> I don't. It's been a little while. No, it hasn't been that long since I picked my Hero Academia. But um, man, there's a lot of stuff that happened in this chapter, and I have questions. All right. Well, this is my Hero Academia chapter 292, Threads of Hope. Um, we start off with Best Genius jumping out of the of the planes that we saw earlier, and um. Yeah, now he's holding down Gigantomachia pretty much solo. Not just Gigantomachia, the villains that are around him as well. Everyone, son. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He's the man. Love. Yeah, he's strong. He's number three for a reason. Okay. Yeah. But it is taking all of his power in order to hold him. So much so that it's like causing him to bleed. Um, so I guess that's the limitation on Best Genius's power is that, you know, he can't he can't stress like the fabrics that he uses too much. And Gigantomachia is quite the stressor. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fucking Spinner is losing his mind. He's like, shit, we're fucked. We got to get Shigaraki to wake up. He bites. Is that his role on the team? He's the straight man? Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> bites Shigaraki's head to try to get him to wake up as um, the Shockwave girl just comes in and tries to do something. But then she gets burned pretty fucking viciously by... Um, by Dobby. Yeah, did she? She didn't just die, did she? She just got I don't think hurt. She died. Like, I she think got she hit just, hard. Yeah, I think she just really burnt. Oof. Catch her while he was still fighting it with Shoto. That makes like what? Yeah. Shoto, you bum ass nigga. You couldn't even hold your bro down. Yeah. Like <laughs> tough man. Um. Yeah, she's falling down. She's out <laughs> for the fight. Um. It's not looking good. Shigaraki gains enough consciousness to give Maki an order to just destroy. And that's enough. <laughs> Maki heard that and then he just starts like powering up a little bit. Meanwhile, the Nomu are out here just causing chaos all around them. Uh, Burnin seemingly starts to, is about to die, but something punches the side of this thing. <clears throat> so I guess she gets bailed out. It's a little unclear. Yeah, I didn't notice that panel the first time around. Yeah, it's a little unclear. Um, yeah, best genius is just doing his best, holding back uh, Gigantomachia. Um, and Todoroki just looks at Dabi and is like, you really sent all those villains our way? They almost killed Natsu, the brother you used to cry to every day. Remember him? And Dabi's like, yeah, I remember him. Man, that sucks he didn't die. It would have really hurt Endeavor if Natsu died. And I'm like, fuck you, Dabi. Um, but yeah. It's all closing in. It's pretty bad. You see the Nomu all closing in on Best Genist. Um, and Deku is just on the ground, just like thinking to himself, I gotta go. I can't be, don't be the old worthless Deku who can't save anyone. I gotta cover Genist back. Bro, you went through a lot, man. He's on the life. Come on, son. Yeah, give yourself a break, bud. Be kind to yourself. <laughs> you know, you did your best. But You're um, the reason Shigaraki is knocked out and not killing everybody already. Yeah, and it turns out Deku might not even need to get involved because out from the underground pops up a familiar face. It looks like the Fallout guy. And then as he starts off by saying pa, and then 
And who emerges? Yo, fucking Fucking Mirio's back. And he's got his power. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder too. Um, wow. Pretty dramatic. I didn't see this coming at all. Um, I really... Nobody <laughs> saw this shit coming. There's not a single person who could have predicted this was going to nope, happen. Nope, not me. I did not think it was not yet or anyway. Yeah, um, here's the deal. I always knew I always knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Just... Yeah, yeah, we all knew. Come on, there was no way that the story of, of the million was going to end there. Right? Yeah, he's kind of the Rock Lee of this series. You know, he loses his ability and then just gets it back. All right, hold up, hold up. Let's be real here. Like, I love Rock Lee so much, but this guy's better than Rock Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's getting, so he's getting better. He's getting, he's not, you don't want the Rock Lee treatment. Eight uh, gates? You don't want it. Rock Lee, bro? Settle down, buddy. What do you, this what is you Naruto mean? world, bro. That shit is like Dragon Ball Z almost, man. No, no, it's no. not actually. In this, series, they, like in this series, they respect Lemillion. Okay, they're not okay? exactly alike. I'm just saying in terms of <laughs> losing powers and getting it back. I'm not saying they're the same. But, um, yeah, I mean, Lemillion's back. I don't know how I feel about him being back right now. It feels a little convenient. Uh, it does, unless they, they've got some explaining to do. And I'm, sure I'm leaning towards they'll give me a good explanation. I'm sure. See Aaron. how I do with, with with my hair academia, Brian. I can I cut them slack still. I don't go in and violate. You know, I just don't like when we rush through stuff. Yeah. Now, a if I find of- out that this was just a hey, yeah, I, I got my powers again real quick. Yeah. <laughs> then it's not gonna be looking good. I mean, a lot of people hate this this surprise. Oh yeah, seriously? Uh, yeah, a lot of people hated it. Why? I guess because it's it's soon, bro. I mean, Chris said convenient, but to me, it was just like, oh, this is this is still kind of soon, you know? Yeah, he that's what I mean. Didn't lose his power soon. that long ago. Yeah, it's too soon. We all knew he was gonna get it back, but to for it to have like no build up, essentially, like there wasn't even. We got that little hope with Eri, if Eri could get her powers in the control, that it could happen, and that's probably what happened. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. It does feel a little soon, and maybe that's why I don't hate it. <laughs> like anybody who hates it is a little irrational, but that's my yeah. A little, uh, like <laughs> relax, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's not great, but it's also like it's fine. Yeah, give him a chance. He he could spend the whole chapter, the whole next chapter, just discussing what led to this, you know, and that'd be fine. Then that, you know, if it's if it's good writing and things add up, then hey. What I you do know like what would be to complain about? What? what? Sorry, Brian. If it, you know, it'd be interesting if uh, Lemillion has a time limit on his quirk. I can see mm-hmm. that Maybe. before like time, re- like greatly yeah, reduced stamina. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like like before time catches back up with him and. Undoes, oh. un- undoes the rever- the rewind that Aerie did. I wonder if that is really, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. That could be the case. Yeah, we'll have to I see. think it would be interesting, but I doubt that's the case. Um, I like this, though, for the reason that it really feels like this arc feels like a great back and forth between the two sides where, like, mm-hmm. whenever. Whenever a villain strikes a big blow, the heroes also come back with a big blow of their own. It's like really back and forth, and it's becoming more and more like contested as it goes. Um, it feels like more interesting and real that like not one side has the upper hand 
for very long every time. Yeah. And they're always using like Deku and Shigaraki as two sides of the of the coins, mm-hmm. you know, like both of them representing like the future of their side. And yeah. they're both out of commission. So it's like literally both armies are fighting while the commanders are still trying to get their shit together so that yeah. they can get back in. Yeah, it's I think cool. it's interesting. I really like this chapter. I liked it too. Um Twist notwithstanding, it's fun. It's fine. I mean, Muriel's a great character. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. So you know, it's more. So are they saying that that like are like it's interesting because it's like so so um how do I how do I say this? So shit. All right. So Shigaraki's big blow back to the villains was saying destroy to Makia, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess the hero's big blow back is getting Mirio. So are they saying that Mirio is like a fucking... No, it's just a back It's going to be a a tide turner in this situation. Well, because in theory, like, Makio was kind of at the end of his... Getting to the end of his rope when when Best Genius showed up. So the only thing that could power up Makio was a command from Shigaraki. Yeah, of course. So... You know, Best Genius was that counterattack to Dobby saying things were, you know, like things were hopeless, the heroes are shit, all that stuff, and Hawks murdered Best Genius. Best Genius is alive. Counter the attack to that, Shigaraki says, hey, Makia, destroy. And then something that reinvigorates hope is Mirio showing up, who is the original successor to One for All. So... Oh, and especially right after a part where Deku's like, I need to get the fuck up. Yeah, it's great back and forth. The first guy shows up. Is basically what I'm saying. Uh, lots of fun. Man, this is scary. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know what's going to happen. Fucking my hero academia, dude. Yeah. All right. Let's randomize. Batman for real this time. <laughs> All right. All right. This is the last one. I'm sorry for the long episode, you guys. Or unless you guys like it, let us know in the comments. I don't know. Review the show. It'd be nice. Uh, this is Batman number 104 to bring us home. Uh, last we left off, and this is Josh's art VGI, I imagine. No, I gave it to, um, I get, this, is my, this is the second place. Oh, I up. thought it was your VGI. Sorry. But then you said Hellions, and I was like, what? what? <laughs> oh, there was, there was a really good moment in this issue. I wanted to send it to y'all. I didn't know if y'all read it yet, but it, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Last we left off, uh, Ghostmaker has knocked out Harley Quinn, Batman, and the Clown Hunter and have shoved them basically into Arkham while he goes off and takes over as Vigilante of Gotham. Um, sorry. We cut over to um, to Bloodhaven where Nightwing is getting a call from Oracle where she's basically saying, I don't know what the fuck is going on, dude. You got to fill me in. And uh, Nightwing actually has met the Ghost Hunter, the not Ghost Hunter, the uh, Ghost Maker before. Back when they were on a mission when he was a kid and he was still Robin, uh, they went over to bust some guy, um, the Penny Plunderer. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Penny Plunderer, but it was somebody on that level. It was just kind of like a, just some loser they were going to bust. And when um, Batman got there, Ghost Maker was already there. He saw them have an argument, and then he just turned around and said, we're going back to Gotham. And, um... Robin Robin's like, what the fuck just happened? Did you just get <laughs> alphaed? 
bro. Bro, nothing has stopped you before. Not even Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but this dude? And uh, we get Just actually... We actually get the origin of like their actual beef and why they hate each other. Uh, apparently, while Batman was training, he met Ghostmaker, and uh, they really got along for a while until he decided to tell him exactly what you know he's fighting for. And the Ghostmaker just lost his shit and just started beating the oh, fuck he... out of Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, just beat the flying fuck out of Bruce. Because he was angry that Bruce wasn't in it for the love of the game, basically. <laughs> so you're doing this for vengeance? Yeah, you're doing Oh, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he immediately responded by blasting Batman in the fucking mouth and destroying him. And um, basically they had an agreement that um, Ghostmaker would stay out of Gotham in exchange. Batman wouldn't operate in any city that he's claimed. And that's why he backed off of him at that point. Um, apparently, Batman reached out to him when he was trying to put together the Batman Incorporated, but he resound he gave him a resounding "fuck you," <laughs> essentially. SMD. Yeah, we got beef, and that's why they have beef. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool. Honestly, it's not a bad reason. I like it. Um. Batman misses his friend. friend. His one actual legit friend. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is why I missed the Tom King and and uh, and and Superman of Rebirth because you know they really, really, they I mean they they really uh developed Bruce and Kent's I mean and Clark's uh, uh relationship like as superheroes and as just people trying to you know not be superheroes. Yeah. That was nice. So you say something. They say something like this about a friend, and I'm like, "Come on, man, man, your buddy. You don't I, need this I fucking guy." That, but this was a while ago, too. Yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, that was his. Like, I think Batman feels more lost that he, this guy, he felt a lot of similarity to, and there's no reason they should actually not be friends. He yeah, hates his guts, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's why he's kind of sad about it. It's not like he's always searching for him he only got in contact with him one other time and then he left it alone but um in any case that's when spoiler breaks and he's like hey uh so apparently they found out uh i found out where they're going uh the plants told us which i guess it is implied that ivy was listening in while uh ghostmaker took them and basically yeah with the plant yeah yeah and wrote on the wall arkham which is where they're being held uh meanwhile at said arkham um Harley Quinn is the only person who's... Oh, Harley Quinn and Batman are strapped down, but the Clown Hunter is not. And that's kind of like a test that the Ghostmaker set up uh, to see, to like kind of like prove to Batman that the Clown Hunter is beyond saving, essentially. Um, so he not only did he leave uh, Harley Quinn strapped down and Clown Hunter still up, he also left a cache of weapons so that he could kill Harley Quinn with it as the test continues. And it looks like he's going to do it as the issue ends where he stands <laughs> over Harley Quinn as Batman's like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> he stands over her with a sword is like, I'm going to kill her. No, no, wait, wait, wait. My, my favorite, hold on, hold on. My favorite part is when, is when Harley Quinn is like, yo, come on, my nigga. Why are you, you, you really think that was to kill me? I ain't had nothing to do with the fuck you bad about. I haven't even been chilling with the joke of it. Tom Long, where the fuck have you been, little boy? And then, <laughs> and then Batman is like, 
Harley, you were there when the Joker killed his parents. <laughs> she was like, fuck. Yeah, Harley literally was like, oh, Because <laughs> she knows it's over. Like, oh, man. This thing, it definitely is not. You ain't getting over this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was my runner-up too, man. I'll say that. Hellions just like was just a little like just more fun for me than this one, but this was a uh, this is a good one. I, I like I still like the dynamic. They haven't messed it up yet between Ghostmaker and Bruce. I still I'm I'm very invested. Yeah, they have not messed it up yet. It's been getting better, and uh, this clown hunter kid isn't as annoying as I thought he'd be. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, that's hard to do. Like a lot of new char- think of how many new characters have shown up since the new Fifty Two started, and how many have actually stuck around. Uh, I, I think both Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter can stick around for a bit, um, and they're good. I I am enjoying this. Uh, I don't see why Clayface couldn't stick around, but whatever. <laughs> because he's uh he's a bad guy again, right? Is that what his deal is? He's a bad guy again? I don't know. Yeah, man, fucking lame. Yeah, but uh, in any case, that was Batman, and that has been our show. Woo. This is a long one. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and having fun with us. Uh, we're gonna we're, let's let's bring this plane down smoothly. You can find me at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore thirty seven at B dot ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City. Uh, I didn't even reveal the audience decided RGC. It was Chainsaw Man. I keep forgetting. Oh to do shit, that. man! Yo, we got a lot of Chainsaw fans, man. This yeah. is a great series, huh? Yeah, and we're all gonna cry when it's over. Yeah, for sure. Um, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk about. Uh, follow us on you, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, listen to us on Spotify, all that stuff. You know the deal. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love y'all and stay safe, New Jump citizens. Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs>